As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of An Unexpected Podcast is brought to you by Sarah Larson. Thank you. Hello, friends, and welcome to An Unexpected Podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, and a little village called Amanda. That's right. This week we'll be covering uh, the Great River as a part of our journey through Middle Earth. Oh, man, river. There we go. I don't even know. Is that the song? I've never heard it. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, uh, my friend, I think we uh, this episode we want to start with our uh, table of contents because we've got some starting that uh, yeah starting that tradition of uh, letting you know what's in the episode ahead. So we've got another special correspondent coming up later and dropping eaves. Yep, uh, kind of a follow up report there, and also our upcoming schedule, which we're going to talk a little bit. well, might as well do it now, right? I was going to say, what what is the Let's upcoming schedule? So here's the thing, guys. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, no, just kidding. We're we're it's it's amazing. We're kind of stuck in this um uh, this journey, this adventure, and and uh, wow, you pop your head out to look out at uh, the edge of the boat like Sam cautiously every once in a while, and you realize we're almost to the end of a book here. Wow. So we're very close. Well said. To finishing book two and finishing uh, coming to the conclusion of the Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, just a heads up there. We have this week. And we have next week, The Breaking of the Fellowship, <laughs> aptly named. And uh, then we're done with, with this book. We'll be moving on to Two Towers. So we kind of talked about this a little bit before. Yeah. This is sort of the format we came up with. So, or the, the schedule, I guess. We're going to do, we got this week, obviously. Yep. Next week, we'll be doing um, The Breaking of the Fellowship. Yep. That following week, we're going to do a, uh, a book review Kind yeah. of the whole book in general, just going through you know ma- major takeaways, characters we we related to, we in, we enjoyed uh, story arcs that we thought were really compelling, and then even kind of tying it into in general uh, the next two books, where that will lead us. What that yeah exactly so, yep uh, more a broader picture, and then the following week after that we'll do a film to book comparison where we'll go through and we'll talk about things that were changed, things we liked, things we would have liked to have seen. Uh, right. From the books portrayed in the film, things like that, and then we're gonna take a a week off that right. following week before we get into the two towers. As as my brother Ezra said it, dust off the old book. You got a week head start to get dug into um, the beginning of the two towers, and we'll we'll pick it right back up and get right into the once a week. Yeah, the second book. Um, and so it, I think we'll also put something on on the group where you guys can kind of um, mm-hmm. 
as we get amped for two towers, you know, you can uh, send us some comments if you if you've read ahead. Um, and a lot for a lot of you, this is a reread. For some of you, this is this is an uh, an initial yeah, read, first read. And yeah. uh, so, be nice for you to kind of get ahead a little bit and uh, and things. So we just take that one week off to kind of because uh, I think we ourselves too like I like to anyways kind of read way ahead and kind of yeah. get the scope, uh, the lay of the land, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And Ezra's uh, compass. It's yeah. always it's always spinning. Yeah, is that a good thing? Is it? I don't. Straight as an arrow. Yeah. That's all I know. What date will that be, though? Is that... um, Yeah, you know what? Um, Isn't that like uh, September? What did you say? Yeah, where's my phone? I was thinking about saying the dates. You know what? We'll put them up on... Cool, we put them on Facebook. How about that? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. We'll put them on Facebook, and that way you can see those dates. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that way I'm not fumbling through my phone right now. Yeah, don't mess it up, you know? So Already have. (laughs) Let's get into some quick counsel. Yes, sir. All right. How are Um, you? You know what? I uh, You're back to school, my friend. Back to school. Yeah, it's been a back to school. It's been something. It's been. It's actually been okay. I'm kind of excited for this year. It's been uh, real positive vibe and 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 things at Good. my at my school. So nice to see the kids again uh, and and what have you. So it's it's, it's been good. Um, I wanted to mention and I kind of want to lead us um, into some uh, discussion here in, in quick counsel. Mm-hmm. I earlier was standing in the kitchen and I heard a story. The likes of which I've <laughs> never heard before. Um, it was one of it, honestly, Lane. It was like a touching this moment where like I had this like uh, I saw your face. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like we we were talking to Goldberry, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't remember how we got into the conversation. Gabin with Goldberry. Gabin yeah. with Goldberry. Yeah, uh, which we'll we'll talk about later. I'll come back later. We'll, um, yeah. And 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 really, uh, we we were talking about your proposal, how you first you, your first hello. You you kind of you kind of got behind the scenes of how old Tom stumbled upon the River Daughter, just kind of yeah, you know, and was taken taken captive by her love. It essentially, needs, it needs to be written down in a book. Gosh, dang and I, you know, I've told I, Sarah, oh. Sarah, um, who who is Goldberry, um, I said, <laughs> you know, like she's always said that she said I I love our love story. I was like, I I do too. Yeah, she was like, "I'd love to find a way to write it, to share it." I said, "Sweetheart, do that. Find a way." Right. So that's been that's been something I've I've encouraged her to do, and I, I don't know how I don't know how she's going to, but she's. That's funny you say that because that's been on her her yeah. mind for a long time. I, so. I I tell you what, we're gonna um, because it it was something that I think it was something. See, and you might just think that because you know us. No, 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 no. It was it was epic. So, anyways, it was a good moment that we had sort of before the podcast. Uh, What's funny is we're starting at like eleven thirty at night. You've um, been here since four. I've been here since four. Yeah. It's fantastic. We've it's been good. talking That's for what that it's long. all about. Uh, so uh, the conversation has gone long, my friends. <laughs> and it's great. It's great. Uh, so uh, other things though. In in uh, quick counsel, we had a chance to go. Uh, yeah. Was that last week? Yeah, uh, last Sunday. Last Sunday. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were out uh, watching the extended edition mm-hmm. uh, Fellowship of the Ring at the Marcus Theater in Pickerington. Ohio. It was awesome. Yeah, our buddy Rocco was able to uh, get us tickets. It was really great. He arranged the whole thing. Rock, thanks for doing that, man. He's he's an amazing dude. Yeah. Um, uh, also, our, our buddy Ryan was there, um, and Rocco's friend Adam, who we got to meet for the first time. Yeah, and uh, he actually, I want to share this with the whole the whole upper community. He made a verbal commitment to come play rugby. He did with us. I heard him. As did Mike Charles. Right. Who I'm about to talk about. Yeah. As did Ezra. So guys, this is a binding contract. It's 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 in the book club. It must happen. 
So yeah, I don't remember me making yeah, that I think commitment. You, I think you like pricked some blood and like smeared it on my hand too. It was like a blood bond. So anyway, wow. okay. you're bound. Um, Good to know. And also got to see Mike Charles. I hadn't seen him for eight years. Yeah. It had been way too long. My old right. friend Boromir himself <laughs> and actually got to see his, his mom, Donna, who yeah. I hadn't seen. Oh, dude, like maybe... Maybe 10 years. Yeah. It was a long, long time since I saw her. Yeah. It's amazing how you can... That was the cool thing. That was a major takeaway from from watching those movies. Uh, You know, I had to get a picture of all of us together. Right. I know people hate that. It's like, what am I, like a 12-year-old boy? Yeah, I am. Yeah, well... Um, And it was just... These stories are amazing because it's all about bringing people together. For sure. You think about the fellowship, how it was a bunch of very different individuals who probably wouldn't be together under any other circumstances. Yeah. And you think about, you know, us as a community and it's... A bunch of people who, under any other circumstances, might not get to know each other as yeah, well. Yeah, have, have. have interacted and stuff yeah. and, and paths crossed in life yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Brings us together. Yeah. It's You're a beautiful absolutely thing. Absolutely right. Beautiful yeah. thing. So um, so we had a lot of fun. It was cool. I, I hadn't seen them on the big screen for a long, I mean, a long time. I've never seen the extended editions on the big screen. Okay. And I had seen it, I had seen it once. It was right before The Hobbit came yeah. out. They did a trilogy yeah. or a matinee or a marathon of all of them right. together. And... Um, what was it like? I mean, what was your reaction to see him on the? It's different when you watch it on a in a movie theater. Uh, yeah, you know, um, yeah, the the sounds that just mm-hmm. that whole atmosphere uh, is pretty neat. Experiencing it with other people too mm-hmm. uh, is something because typically it's just me putting it on. Um, you know, <laughs> while I'm screwing around at the house or whatnot or going yeah. to sleep, I fall asleep to it and stuff like yeah. that. So. You know, um, yeah, and some of the later scenes I hadn't seen because you always start off with like I want to watch the <laughs> the whole extended edition of Fellowship, you yeah. know, and you're like, eh, okay, got through about halfway <laughs> and tired. got into something else or whatever, you know, <laughs> and uh, so to sit there the whole time, I didn't leave. Yeah. No bathroom break for me, man. Yeah, I took about three. The old Papa uh, over good. here was gone for about three or four times. <laughs> I so. think I have a bladder disorder. I must. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's tiny, overactive. I don't know what's going on. Oh, just but kidding. I did have to risk it. See, and for me, I was interested too. Uh, it was, it was weird. I like you don't realize when you're watching it at home. You, it's almost like your eyes, they fixate on certain things that are your favorite. Yeah. Or or. Your eyes always track. I wonder if they, there are probably studies to prove this. When you're at home, you're watching a movie you've seen a hundred times, you track to the same areas of the screen. Yeah. So we were on that bigger screen and I was like, I told you on the way home, I'm like, I never noticed Legolas mm-hmm. holding Pippin's hand outside of Moria when, yeah. when after Gandalf had, had fallen. Right, right. A moment that was touching that I'd never noticed. Right. Um, another one, the, uh, this was huge. The Ringwraith's um, uh, uh, Black Horse. Never noticed that the nails for the shoe were coming out of the hoof, like it had been crudely yeah. nailed in. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. bleeding. It's like I'd never right. noticed that before. Right. Little things that yeah. I just fixated um, on other areas. Right, it's crazy. The, the one that I noticed was uh, Legless helping Gimli into the yeah, boat. Yeah, the boat. Almost like as if it was more sort of like he, it was um, Orlando helping, you know, like like, mm-hmm. an, like an older actor into. It wasn't really. It didn't. It didn't even feel like those two. It felt like it was. Like they were prepping for it was just weird. It, it was, but it fit in perfectly with that chapter, which yes, we had just did. read. I because was like, they had just become really good. Just, yeah, yeah, form. It was amazing. Yeah. So. Really cool. That was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was a fun time. So, uh, okay, uh, a couple other things here in quick council. Uh, special thank you to Shelby uh, Bradley. Yeah. You know, I think uh, Shelby. Um, I almost said, you know who you are. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. Yep. There we oh, go. <laughs> No, thank you for the email. She sent me a really nice email about uh, you know my uh, my dream and and stuff and some things that are said on on the appendices and uh, 
let's just say it gets real on the appendices, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yes, it does. It really does. It really does. And uh, so we appreciate you uh, reaching out to, to me, Shelby, and I uh, just want to give you a big, a big thank you. So, all right. Um, oh, and one more thing, Erica Barnes, our party mm-hmm. that's coming mm-hmm. up, you know, our little celebration for, party. for, uh, for, for Bilbo. Yes. Yeah. She's going to make us a, uh, a sweet potato pie. Can't wait. And she's staying at the Dunford too. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, I know. This is going to be a real Hobbit party, man. I know. It's great. Actually, I'm really excited. So, so there's, there's that. So if you want to come, it's still not too late guys. September yeah. 22nd. Uh, if you're close enough and you want to make the journey, you will be welcomed. You will be. You'll Absolutely. Be Even if I have to pitch a tent in the backyard and That's right. know, if you don't have any other accommodations, you're more than welcome. Yeah. Sleep in the, we don't have a lot of rooms here. At, at, I think uh, I got a spare tent too. <laughs> see, we'll get a couple sheets Camp out, there. out there. That's you right, know? man. That's right. So, you know, sleep on the kitchen floor, whatever we have to do. Yeah. Be a real <laughs> hobbit party. All right. All right. Time to drop some eaves. It is. Yep. So it's good that um, quick council wasn't so quick tonight because there's not a lot of eaves to drop. Our ears are right at the window listening to Gandalf's every word. He's just speaking in sign language. So um, the Amazon TV series, nothing new, uh, nothing going on. Right. After that announcement, the writers, it's been kind of crickets. It's been quiet. Um so uh, the Tolkien biopic as well, uh, you know, um, nothing, nothing going there either. So um, I don't know. Oh, it sounds like okay. Um, well, we do have something. In fact, um, that sound. You know what that means? That's uh, Chase McKinney, who's going to be reporting from the field. Uh, I don't know what this is about. Yes. Okay. So we'll tune in here. And we'll see what Chase has to bring us. Yeah. Previously, it was reported about speculation concerning an expansion for Universal Studios. It turns out, there may be more developing. Now Comcast, NBC Universal's parent company, has all but confirmed the new development themselves in a recent question-and-answer session and revealed that the title of the new park could be Fantastic Worlds. The Orlando Sentinel reports that at a recent Q&A, the company was asked about their patent application for quote-unquote fantastic worlds which was earmarked for what they're calling entertainment services in the nature of amusement park and theme park services an analyst from bank of america merrill lynch uh, directly asked if the filing for that patent was an indication that the company was planning a fourth park and comcast executives responded this way quote we're looking at it we love the theme park business it's one of our best most consistent businesses. We think we have a lot of very long runway. Another park in Florida would have the advantage of turning Florida from a two or three day destination to potentially a week long destination. We think that would be attractive." End quote. Fantastic World is kind of perfect as the name of a new universal branded theme park. It's vague enough to be appropriate for tons of different possibilities. Other possibilities as previously reported include Potential lands based on Jurassic World, Lord of the Rings, the Ministry of Magic, which would be building out their Wizarding World of Harry Potter branding even more, or even the sci-fi world of Star Trek. Again, that Fantastic World's title is so generic that it could technically include any or all of these properties and not feel out of place. For EAVE News, I'm Chase McKinney. Back to you, as in Lane. Wow. Yeah, that's some exciting uh... stuff. I actually had not heard that report. That's that's news. This is all. Well, he's on location he right is. now. I know this is great. So it makes sense. Live, he's he's uh, breaking some news there. Wow. Thank you for that, Chase. Um, yeah, uh, very interesting. Um, 
sort of some 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 fleshing out some some good news for Florida. Yeah, really. I guess so yeah, turning yeah. it from a you know a couple day destination to a week long. I'll go stay a week there. I would too. I'd brave the Yorks's. I'd get down there. It gets hot down there, man. Yeah, it does. Not just hot, but humid. I mean, I'm just one. I, I'm more of a fall guy, you know. Uh, I know you. So are. I might have to go in the winter. You know, <laughs> then it would feel there. like spring down there. That's I, a pretty good idea. Yeah, it um, might only be eighty. I, I I love that idea. I love that they're kind of uh, they're looking at it. Would you just look at it? Just look at it. And um, thinking about yeah, making that. Uh, I like that. Just uh, keeping it vague enough that they could put anything in there, including you know a Lord of the Rings themed area. That would just be cool. And like we said before last week, they work with Weta. They could make it, uh, you know, involve the artists from the films. That would be something more affordable than going to New Zealand, but still giving the authenticity of of Middle Earth. I think that, mm-hmm. that'd be awesome. We'd be all for it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again, uh, Chase. Appreciate yes, that. Yes, thank you. In the field of, hopefully you don't get sunburned down there, my brother. Take care of yourself, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Um, okay, we've got some other corners of Middle Earth here. We've got an update from the Billy Boyd World Tour as... Yeah. Uh, so I think last week we were, we were worried that the package wouldn't find its way home. Uh, and thankfully I, I don't know what that was foresight or something, because let me tell you, I actually think I was just worried about the space I had in my, in my mailbox for the, uh, condo unit. And so I sent it back to like my dad's place, which happens to be, um, where I'm going to be bunking up for a while. And here I'm just kind of staying on the weekends at lanes, man. Like, sorry, I'm just crashing, you know. Uh, Please help us. Thanks, Goldberry. Just kidding. <laughs> um, she's the only one who, yeah, she had to approve that. Um, but anyways, no, it's just been, it's been kind of unexpected. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, Scott sent it back to me and uh, there were some goodies in there, man. That was really nice. I couldn't believe Scott, this. Um, come on, too much. I mean, I'm not going to say he stole the menu from Eagle and Child, but like, I don't know. He may have slipped <laughs> it away. He may have slipped it away. He may have pulled a lobelia. Um, uh, maybe know? I shouldn't have said that, but. Uh, no. It's, it's fantastic. I think you know what? They're probably no. I think he probably, probably just free. mentioned like, "Hey, this is yeah," because it's a paper thing yeah. or whatever, you yeah. know. But uh, it was actually really cool to think that other people there had touched that yeah. and just I don't know. It was really it was cool. Like and their, then a, like a magnet and some pins too. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, a yeah. couple bookmarks. Bookmarks. Scott, yeah, that's so kind. Thank you so much. Yeah, um, um, we'll post a picture of it um, in the group perhaps here. Yeah, um, yeah. And um, we thought about doing. Um, we we may release a um, an address. Well, let's just do it right now. P.O. Box 96, Amanda, Ohio, 43102. You can address it to uh, Goldberry and Lane, Tom and Goldberry, mm-hmm. Lane and Ez, yeah. Ezra. Sticklebats. Lane and Ezra, Lane Ezra, whatever you want to, whoever you want to address it to. If you want to send something to us, it doesn't have to be, not a gift. We're not asking for gifts. No. We're saying like if you have art that you've done that you want to share with us. Uh, if you want to write us a letter. Maybe maybe yeah. the Facebook thing is not for you. Uh, maybe you'd rather do something more personal, send a letter or something like hey, that. Hey, true. You know, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. People who maybe aren't into social media and Facebook, some people just don't want to be on it and stuff. Yeah, so I understand why. So um, I mean, it, if you want to send your your, your story, yeah. on you know handwritten. Yes. I mean, my gosh, we'll hold it up here and you know get that nice sound of the yeah. paper moving oh. and yeah, some calligraphy you want to send. I mean, whatever you want, whatever you want to do. Um, so that's that's out there because that was really nice. We appreciate that. Yeah. Um. Long expected party is is like we said, uh, it's marching ahead. It's going to be on Saturday, September twenty second, right here in the, uh, the little shire of America, Amanda, and uh, right in the backyard here. We're going to have some really cool. We're having a you know the potato uh, potato contest, 
Uh, we're going to be having my, my mom and dad are preparing a special dish for it. Some second breakfast. Really, I'm really excited about, um, we'll have afternoon tea. We'll have luncheon. We'll have uh, no afternoon tea, dinner and supper. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a surprise. I'm just going to say it. We're going to have Bill Joe Baggins. Wow. Bill Joe Baggins will be attending. You a just said it. Party. I know I was going to keep it secret, but there will you definitely didn't he keep will it be safe. there. I didn't keep it safe. No. And he's going to be there. Okay. So you'll be able to sit down and and uh, listen to stories told from Bill Joe himself. Which That's is pretty awesome. Exciting. Yeah. He can uh, you know have a taste of my uh, potato jello that I'm making for the... Uh, Maybe even smoke some thing. Toby. You right. never know. I'd be great. <laughs> so well, It's going to be a fun day. Uh, a lot of cool things planned. Um, the t-shirts are very close to being done and, and being ready to, to send out to patrons. Yep. Thank you for your patience on that. We are getting them right. We want them to be perfect for you. Yeah. So yeah, um, we definitely do. We do. You guys deserve it. The we first batch that. was not. So they were fine. Okay. Uh, poll results. We have some poll results. Yeah. Uh, three polls this week. In case you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we found our fellowship in a uh, great debate at the beginning of last week's chapter. Uh, had the gift of boats and the option of the river not been available, would you have headed west towards friends or the Minas Tirith Gondor region, or taken your chances? East, uh, this is split right down the middle, man. Just kind of deciding on, you know, there was that debate: do we go to the west bank, yeah, east bank? How do right. we? Which way do we go? How do we attack our our next uh, phase of this quest? Forty nine percent said going west towards Gondor. Fifty one percent said I'm going east. This going is right this the heart was of it. Really split, split and I, down the I actually was surprised. I uh, I love when they're like that. Me too. I love it because you know the way you worded this is like I I felt more comfortable uh, staying with my friends. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know what I'm saying. So I think yeah. I think I picked west. So there's pros and cons to both. Yeah, I mean that's that's the idea. Is it is kind of a hard, and that's why it's not so clear to Aragorn. He doesn't mm-hmm. know what should he do. What is what's the best path? It's kind right. of yeah, a, a trick tricky decision. Yeah, so we have another bonus poll uh, concerning Gladriel's mirror. Ezra wanted to to put this one out there, and I thought it was a great idea. hadn't thought of it until he brought it up. Uh, would you look? Seventy one percent said yes. Absolutely, I'm taking a peek. Twenty nine percent said not a chance. Don't tempt me. Wow. So most of us would look into our future. We want to see things that you know, things that were, things Don't that are. Tempt me, friend. Some things <laughs> that have not yet come to pass. Right. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was really interesting. That was cool. And then yeah. we had a double bonus poll talking about Rocco. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. So we I, I did record a video of all of us at the theater and Whoops. Facebook Live and I didn't publish it and it got lost. Unfortunately, you would have seen Rocco uh in the flesh, but I said, you know, I, I was having the conversation with him, I'm like, dude, you're such a you're such a Numenorian, man. You're such yeah. a such a like little ranger. And he yeah. was like, Really? I've always wanted to be an elf. I was like, Wow. I was like, Rocco, That's kind shocking. of, man, but I'm not seeing it, bud. So I wanted to put this out there and and, and you guys agreed with Came through. With us. Yeah. So he was kind of disappointed that only 21% of you said he's definitely an elf. 79% overwhelmingly said, yeah, he's a Numenorian. That dark yeah. hair, the you know, the kingly face. Yeah. I mean, so. Yeah. <laughs> you are what is. you are. That's Rocco. right. You, you cannot know? run away from yeah. who you are, you know? <laughs> so. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think we've done really well on time this far. No rambling? That we've gotten right Have to the Have we been point. rambling? That's good. I almost feel like we've been too efficient. Yeah, what happened? I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I let's like it. Let's just re-record the whole thing. Yeah, let's, let's get just more off down. track. Yeah, Butterbur mode. 
Good grief. That is weird. We were very focused, Ezra. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, probably the six cups of coffee we had to. Maybe. Maybe it was because we talked for about 10 hours before. Yeah, probably. We got all our rambling out. Yeah. <laughs> we, we appreciate you guys. Love it no matter what. Whether we're focused and honed in and all business or whether we're taking the meandering path. And that's what a book club is, isn't it? Some so. days you're a little more focused and other, like Ezra. <laughs> and then other days you're more like Lane. You're just kind of. Ding, 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 ding. Yep. I think my internet just went dead. Well said. Oh yeah, I'm sure it did. We had that. Can't was see part, the doc. That was you part of our take problem earlier. That's yeah. True. That's true. yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's been a, a bit of the evening here. Rural so, internet. Look it up. It's it is a real affliction. We're on dial up out here. Just so everyone knows. Yeah, oh, come um, on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just about, um, okay. So yeah, we're into the reread here, folks, and uh, um, we are into uh, chapter nine of mm-hmm. uh, book two, The Great River. Yep. Uh, in recap, farewell to Lothlorien. Uh, Gladriel gives the company, you know, um, a bunch of gifts. Right. She About says, a dozen goodbyes. Farewell, 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 and so on, and farewell. <laughs> um, and you know, it's a, it's a nice little moment. We had a, a discussion about, um, you know, memory and and what that meant to uh, the elves and what it means to like humans and and yeah. you know dwarves and things and stuff. It was a nice. I thought it was a good little conversation. It really made me uh, kind of dig deep and, and think Ooh, um yeah, that's um, true you know I she she's yeah she's she's looking into uh our characters um i mean really this episode you know you and i were talking about boromir and the developments that coming out of this place you know um where he's at mentally and is it because of this interaction if they would have bypassed mm-hmm. lothlorien what would have you know yeah, happened we were, we were kind of like thinking is it is it because it, he knows it's about time for um, him to possibly split away. There and you go, go. His own way. Mm-hmm. Or is it, was it... Um, the encounter. Yeah. Galadriel's piercing look into him that sort of, you know, maybe he was holding it together before, kind of. Yeah. And this, you know, he's starting to fall apart because he's he's been seen. You know what I mean? When you, you know... You, he's you been know when seen. You're, you're right. When you're found yeah. out, when you're found out and you kind of lose your composure... You know, you start to crack well, under the lie detector. Is that what was going on? I, I call it a close encounter of the first kind, you know? Because, uh, well, I guess she was close. Elvin. She's Se- close Second enough. kind of. Whatever. <laughs> Third, whatever. Whatever. Uh, I mean, but, a, 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 a man did cut off Sauron's ring, okay? Okay. A, yeah. a, a mortal man did, Tell us about did, it. Did, did, you know, defeat Sauron. So yeah, okay, cool. She might be able to do the same. I don't know. Well, we had that discussion, didn't we, in the group? I I love the the I love rousing, love you know, it, just uh, conversation we have there. It's great, it's awesome. fantastic, uh, fuel for the fire. So you know, um, it, she ends up uh, kind of singing them. We had some, uh, uh, I think we had some different uh, Gladriel's lament. We had some uh, some some foreign languages mm-hmm. uh, in there last week, and uh, those were really neat. We actually got um, oh, he sent us. Uh, Lane had said uh, something. I forgot to mention this in in other corners, but uh, we actually got um, oh gosh, I just forgot his name. Yell, uh, yeah, sending us the um, oh, he read several chapters, I think, of uh, of, uh, of of the Return of the King or or Two Towers. I can't remember which which one, and uh, just for for Lane to fall asleep to. So yeah, I'm looking <laughs> forward to that. Fantastic. And I mispronounced his name. Yeah, am I saying it? Was, yeah. I said Yell. Okay. I, I believe from the description. I'm uh-huh. gonna try and nail this. And yell, let me. No, not yell. That's not how you pronounce your name. What? Yella, yella. Let I me hope. know if I got that right because I want to get that right. Yeah, it's a beautiful name, and I'm not. I don't want to botch a name. People botch my name all the time, and you right. know what? It's, it, it's not my favorite thing because you're lame. Yella, 
right? Yeah, you got yeah. it. You got it. Nailed it. He'll Good let job. us know. I appreciate that. Uh huh. Um, okay, so we're not going to go over the gifts and everything that, that they all uh, have. We received, gotten off track here a little bit. <laughs> no, I think we're we're okay, just kind of right, sorry. We're, we're still recapping while your internet reboots. <laughs> <laughs> so that we could be here all night. Uh, that's okay. So uh, oh, no, shoot. but let's dive into it here. The summary. Yeah. Uh, the Great River. The journey uh, by boat down the Anduin, the Great River. Okay. Mm. Um, was uneventful for some days. Yeah. No kidding. I mean, no kidding. Not a lot happening. It almost kind of, it almost sort of fuels this, um, this paranoia again. This paranoia comes back. There you go. We were sort of relieved. I think Aragorn was revealed. Revealed. Good Uh lord. Sure. I'm back. Was relieved that um, you know he didn't have to make this decision between east and west. He didn't have to make a decision between a specific route. But it's almost like that's quickly replaced with, we're kind of like sitting ducks. Between the two decisions, uh-huh. like it almost may have been easier to have made a choice. It would have been yeah longer to d- to and slower, in. right? But um, you know, you're you're on a river, you're easily seen, and and there could be things on either side, right? And you're so exposed. it's almost yes, yeah. You're almost kind of you're you're constantly looking around. Plus this, you know, this this uh, they're being followed by a little foot patter. Uh, so that's also something to think about. And even though they know what it is, it's still you know, some something that could uh, reveal them to the enemy. I mean, it's you're almost under more of a microscope on the river. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have a and you have a, a tense um, decision to make, yeah. and and your company, uh, which we'll talk about company and fellowship. I just don't even forget about that later. No, no. but um, your your company is split in yeah. their decision. Yeah, and what to do. Right. Actually, Frodo. Has not yet really shared yet. Sort of like a forty nine percent to fifty one percent poll, right? Like, what do we do here, guys? What's going on? What yeah. do we do? Yeah. So, so um, yeah. The, the company passed through the barren lands um, laid by uh, Sauron and uh, came across no living thing except black swans flying overhead. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna get it. I mean, I, that was something I wasn't real sure about, and I think Lane was gonna uh, talk more on. Um, they, the company decided for the most part to follow Aragorn, uh, along the path to Mordor that he had recommended. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boromir kind of disagrees, wants to return to his home with the ring. Yeah. Okay. Boromir, um, he's, he's crumbling guys. Muttering up, to man. himself. I, keep all real those close odd to looks and stuff, which yeah. we're going to get into, but man, yeah. Gosh, um, some, there's, some there's crazy a, stuff going so on. So it's funny. We, we talked about how this is a chapter that kind of, it feels like a bridge and it's something you can kind of brush over and not real take not take a lot of stock in because it's in between two really important events but there's a lot in here there's a lot in here yeah man. that's got me worried because this is a chapter when i i uh, started listening um you know to it on my way here and uh, uh unfortunately i got uh interrupted and i don't like that i like to just have a nice uh solid listen to the chapter before i start the podcast and i i was telling lane it's one that i don't even remember reading in my like initial read just to be straight honest Isn't that with you, crazy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I know that I I, I pushed through some of it, but I'm it's one of those things that as a youngster I think I was just kind of like okay, cool. I and I, I like and, we talked about before. I can see how that would happen. I yeah. can totally see how that would happen. So I I don't know. I think it was you're close to the end here too, and you almost yeah. do want to rush yep. on ahead. Yes, you do, and uh, and kind of see you know what's what's going to happen to our company. Yeah. yeah, you know. So, uh, but anyways, you know they um, so. Yeah, so he's uh, Boromir, you know, struggling. Aragorn and Legolas decide that they need to leave uh, the river and uh, take take to the road. Yeah. So uh, they eventually do set on the the western uh, 
bank, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So yeah. they kind of do that little portage around yeah. the, the difficult, shallower areas. No, the, the Sarn Geber, the, um, yeah. the, the rapids that are like too violent to so they have to go around and then right. yeah they go they go to the little uh the where the the lake sort of the river sort of widens into a broader area and yeah settle on the west bank that's right gotcha that's okay right. yeah all right my friend um let's see where should we dive in here get right um, into it man um so let's start in uh right at the beginning of the chapter okay um we have this uh frodo's kind of awakened by sam um, yeah, he did. He have a let me see here, real quick. We, the last chapter ended with him falling into an uneasy sleep. Uneasy, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. so he kind of wakes up, um, and Good he's call. wrapped up under some trees on the, on the west bank. Slept, yeah. kind of caught up on his sleep here, which was good. Um, so started again on the river, and like you said, the the first the, this beginning of this trip is pretty uneventful. They they notice that the land is starting to change. Yeah. Um, so, and at first, this was interesting too. At first, Aragorn says, let's just drift. Yeah. Don't worry about a bunch of paddling. Let's just kind of take it easy. Let's husband our strength against uh, the weariness to come. So let's yep. reserve some of our, um, you know, some of our muscle for later on. They'd yeah. start early each day and journey on far into the evening. Um, and he felt in his heart that time was pressing and he feared that the Dark Lord had not been idle while they lingered in Lothlorien. This concept also comes up later that they weren't really sure how long they spent there. I was just about to say that. Like, yeah. um, you know, I think it was interesting because we mentioned that it was a place that it seemed like time didn't touch mm-hmm. and Aragorn corrects them, you know, later on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It obviously nothing can just kind feels of, different, you know, mess with that, yeah. but um, it definitely has had a different feel to it. Yeah. I think Sam's looking at the moon and it's sort of like, yeah, confused. It's right. you're right. Yep. He's like, well, the second, first yeah. of all, I mean, Wowzers that he can even do that. You know, I would love <laughs> I know. to study the lunar calendar a little bit more. Yep. Because I think it's it is kind of fascinating. And if you think about it too, that would have been one of the main ways that they you know, that's something they paid attention to. Yeah, track time. Especially him. He's a he's a gardener, you know. I don't know if he did some farming out in the fields, helped out as a kid. I don't know. Yeah. You know, Sam Sam's a he's a cool cat. He's he's very close to nature. He is. Uh he's he's got his, his hands in the earth, so to speak. Um, right. I don't know if that's an expression, but it is now, guys. <laughs> He's got his hands, hands in the earth. <laughs> in the earth. Um, all so right. anyway, this this idea. So you know, Aragorn was kind of relieved at the end of that last chapter. Okay, we got the boats. We're on the river. I don't have to make this decision, and that's really replaced pretty quickly by him realizing, hey, Dark Lord has has probably been active, and we're out on this river, and we've got some stuff ahead of us. It's not going to be smooth sailing. Uh, pardon the pun, but. Right, and, and it seemed to me as they're going down here, uh, not only you know are they they're debating whether to go east or west, but both of the sides of the river look very different. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. one looks real ominous. Yes, uh, versus the other. Yeah, so, so it's, 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 I think it says that on the third day, um, the, they started to notice the, the the lands change. I want to read some of this because it's very interesting. Um, the um, oh, which side are they looking to? They just said the lands. Okay, so the trees yeah. thinned and then failed altogether. On the eastern bank to their left, they saw long, formless slopes stretching up and away towards the sky, brown and withered they look, as if fire had passed over them, leaving no living blade of green, an unfriendly waste without even a broken tree or a bold stone to relieve the emptiness. So just these brown, uh, you know, like formerly scorched, yeah, shapeless, formless, kind of weird desolation. Mm-hmm. Um, they had uh, they'd come to the brownlands um, that lay 
vast and desolate between southern Mirkwood and the hills of the Emin Muil. So sort of this patch of emptiness. What pestilence or war or evil deed of the enemy had so blasted all that region, even Aragorn could not tell. So it's really interesting. I did a little bit of research real quick on what the Brownlands technically are. And that was an area back in, um, after the last alliance with the elves um, um, in, the, in the Third Age, actually mm-hmm. before that, I'm sorry, before that battle happened, it was an area that uh, Sauron kind of went in and wiped out. It's formerly where the Entwives were. Oh, okay. And so, you know, they get lost or there are some theories that they were taken and, and, and tortured and mutilated and changed into something else. Um, so that's, that's what that is. It's an area that, that Sauron had kind of gone in and, and destroyed and, and, and wiped out and not really hmm. sure how that happened. So it's interesting that, that even Aragorn doesn't know how. Um, but upon the okay. west to their right, the land was treeless also, but it was flat and in many places green with wide plains of grass. On this side of the river, they passed forests of great reeds so tall that they shut out all view of the west as the little boats went rustling by along their fluttering borders. So, you know, green and nice, but kind of blocking out all view. So not really a comforting sight to see on that side either. Um, yeah, so you can see how they're feeling kind of, you know, sort of a little bit paranoid. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah feeling perhaps. a little trapped in, a little blocked in, like... Uh, What's what's coming up? What's right. around the yeah. bend? Not oh, really yeah. sure. Right yeah, I forgot about it a little. We're out on the water, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I'm going to show this to Lane here. I know uh, for those of you who yes. are watching, you can see this as well. Right. Um, but you, <laughs> this this map here, I just kind of found a nice Ooh, that's nice a nice map of, that's of, real of the nice. area because I was getting a little bit uh, confused myself we here. We need to post that up there. Uh, yes, sir. Because some of the heading. larger maps, it is kind of vague. That's, that's really nice mm-hmm. and detailed. Um, yeah. Yeah, yep, definitely. So this is where we see they, they don't see any living things either. It's it's quiet. There's nothing going on. This is where we see these swans. Uh, yeah, big swans that Sam kind of notices. Um, and uh, Aragorn says, "Yeah, black swans, right?" Um, How wide and empty and mournful all this country looks," said Frodo. "I always imagined that as one journeyed south, it got warmer and merrier until winter was left forever behind." So uh, we kind of have this idea, and you know, Aragorn's saying like, "Yeah, you know, but it's still winter here. Uh, maybe, maybe very far south in the in the Bay of Belfast, it's uh, warm and merry. You know, if the uh, if the enemy uh, weren't there, it might be." So he kind of explains a little bit of this of the the the, the land they're entering. So this is kind of good because he's giving it some context. Oh um, wow! Yeah, he says you're looking now southwest across the north plains of the Rittermark. So Rohan, the land of the Horse Lords. So some foreshadowing into. You know, this group of people we've heard about before, but one we're going to get to know very, very well in the Two Towers and Return of the King. So kind of passing along uh, or looking out over their over their lands. Ere long we shall come to the mouth of the Limlight uh, that runs down from Fangorn to join the Great River. This is the north boundary of Rohan and of, uh, and of old all that lay between Limlight and the White Mountains belonged to the Rohirrim. It is uh, a rich and pleasant land and its grass has no rival. So beautiful for, for grazing for horses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but in these evil days, folk do not dwell by the river or ride off into its shores. Anduin is wide, yet the orcs can shoot their arrows far across the stream. And of late, it is said that they have dared to cross the river and raid the herds and studs of Rohan. So we're learning here that, okay, this river is, you know, it, it is wide and it is a big boundary, but there's coming and goings. The orcs are becoming bolder 
you know, as the Dark Lord power only Dark Lord's power only increases. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's becoming more and more treacherous, and it, it only makes Sam more uneasy. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I have a question. I'll post this map, and maybe people can can take a look at it. Is there kind of like a wall? Like a d- does Rohan have like a along that river? Um, it's. And I'm just going to show this again to you, buddy. Yeah. Um, you know, you you mentioned that the that the the limelight uh, comes down into the Anduin, right? And so you can see we're kind of you know up here still by Lorien coming out down into you know on the on the west with the the the, the brownlands and things. Um, yeah, but this east wall, you see that? Is that going to come no up later? Idea. I know that, that kind of struck me as like, and this looks like it's pretty yeah, legit. Um, but that's as they get as they get further down. Isn't that interesting to see how it stretches up around the... And you know they have... So w- when we get to that part, so you're talking about down by the uh, falls, uh, the falls of Roras, there's, yeah. they talk about how the land changes and we have these steep cliffs oh. uh, that start to... Sh- you know, just the, There's the river and then straight up it's rock faces. Right, you'd have to go... I wonder if maybe that over extends and, over Yeah, and that's part of it, if it's a natural wall or if it's... That's what I was wondering. Is it a natural man-made type of wall or has know. it eroded over time? Was there something else there? That's a good question, dude. Uh, type of thing. So that's it just struck question. me when I'm looking at the map. I, yeah. I, I wasn't sure. So Ezra's compass. There it is. And, and you imagine here, uh, as the Anduin, you know, with the with the limelight comes comes down and they kind of meet, the river gets bigger, right? I mean, I guess that's yeah. typically what happens, right? Yeah. So we've got like a larger, this is, it becomes even more of a... In America, I think here about the, the Mississippi. Yeah, okay. Right? It's You got the yeah. Ohio flowing in there, you got the Missouri, and it all comes into this True. giant big river that sort of separates the land between east and west. That's kind of what the Anduin is. It's this, okay. it's this mighty, powerful, yeah, force. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so this uneasiness the next day or two only grows. Uh, they're feeling uh, insecure, the company. Um, so uh, they start to... Hmm, they, they start to feel this, this idea that um, there are these secret eyes kind of watching them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they start to, <laughs> yeah. Which, what secret eyes? What are we talking about right. here? Who's secret eyes? Who's secret eyes? What's going on? Imagined or real? Dreamt or Are they safe reality? eyes? Are or they are they just eyes? secret? <laughs> <laughs> so um, they start to paddle a little bit more. Um, and the brownlands uh, rose into bleak wolds over which flowed a chill air from the east. Um, and then uh, it talks about uh, withered grass amidst the land of fen and tussock. So again, just how the, the land's kind of changing. Um, but we have here this cool paragraph. We kind of get this glimpse into uh, the mind of the fellowship, the, the minds of the fellowship. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not really talking. Um, so they're on these they're on these long stretches of the river, and nothing's really being said because they're trying to s- stay secretive, and they're all in their own thought. So I have this yeah. whole next paragraph. That's like, but before that paragraph, yeah. it actually just it, it says each member of the company yeah. was busy with their own thoughts. Right. right. Yeah. So he, he states that there, and then he goes into exactly. You know, a lot of times I think he would leave it at that, but here he mm-hmm. gives us this extra paragraph where we get to know exactly what they're thinking. It's really cool. Yeah. The heart of Legolas was running under the stars of a summer night in some northern glade amidst the beech woods. Gimli was fingering gold in his mind and wondering if it uh, were fit to be wrought into the housing of the lady's gift. Merry and Pippin in the middle boat were ill at ease, for Boromir sat muttering to himself, sometimes biting his nails, as if some restlessness or doubt consumed him, sometimes seizing a paddle and driving the boat close behind Aragorn's. Then Pippin, who sat at the bow, looking back, caught a queer gleam in his eye as he peered forward gazing at Frodo. Sam had long ago made up his mind that, 
Though boats were maybe not as dangerous as he had been brought up to believe, they were far more uncomfortable than even he had imagined. He was cramped and miserable, having nothing to do but stare at the winter lands crawling by the gray water on either side of him. Even when the paddles were in use, they did not trust Sam with one. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So you get, you kind of get into their minds here, and then we get at dusk, at, at, um, as dusk drew down on the fourth day, he was looking back over the bowed heads of Frodo and Aragorn and following the boats. He was drowsy and longed for camp and the feel of earth under his toes. Suddenly, something caught his eye. At first, he stared at it listlessly. Then he sat up and rubbed his eyes, but he looked again. He could not see it anymore. So we kind of get so so uh, you know we have Legolas and Gimli kind of dreaming. They're right. in one boat daydreaming. Yeah. We got Mary Pippin and and Boromir in the other one where Boromir is kind of deteriorating and yep. and uh, Mary Pippin are becoming very aware of it, very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and uh, then in the other boat we get we get Sam. No Aragorn and, and Frodo. Yeah, which except is kind of interesting. I wonder what they meant when he see when he looks back through there and he sees their bowed heads. Mm. Are they deep in thought? Deep in thought. Are they sleeping? Are they? Are they bowed close mm. together, talking to one another? Interesting. Uh, I, you know, because there has been this whole lack of communication between. The two. You know, we talked about last yeah. chapter. They yeah. would, they would almost like they'd kind of miss each other. One yeah. would be ready to talk to the other one, but then they'd notice that they were deep in thought yeah. or talking to someone else. Or you know, they haven't been connecting like they have been previously. Yeah, and and when it mentions it, mm. it's talking about Boromir there. I almost imagine like you know he's he's biting his nails, he's talking to himself, and all of a sudden he suddenly like looks up. And looks to see where Aragorn is, and like almost like he shifts off to the side to look around the hobbits and just takes off. And he doesn't want you know, Frodo rapidly, to get too far away. Yeah, paddling to get up yeah. close, you know, just to be there, dude. You know, I wonder. So that's the, something. Yeah, it is. And and we see here in a little bit, we see this almost this competition between Boromir and Aragorn of, you know, like Aragorn will make a, a suggestion and Boromir will go, oh well, I'm you know, I don't know if we could. And it's just his back and forth. He's constantly his challenging of Aragorn has only gotten greater and bolder. Yeah, I wonder if that also too is this idea of I want Frodo to follow me, not you. Uh, yeah, because he wants the ring to stay exactly you know, uh, nearby. Exactly, right? So because it's, it's he's not re- really dude. It's consuming a man. Consuming yeah, it is. And again, and we'll get into the discussion of like how was that always there? Is that yeah. uh, was it inev- inevitable, or yeah. is there something else going on? Yeah, something evil so. working. So now we get uh, you know. Uh, Sam, well, Sam continues on that conversation, doesn't he? Yes. About what yeah, they, he saw. That's right. They camp out, and um, Sam says to Frodo, you know, I, I had a funny dream an hour or two before we stopped, he said. Or maybe it wasn't a dream. Funny it was, anyway. And it's funny, because I... Yeah, here you go. Funny. Um, Sam never dreams. <laughs> Anytime the hobbits have been dreaming, or people have been asleep and dreaming, we've never had Sam have a dream. Wow. So I was like, of course he wasn't dreaming. No. Of course not, no, Sam. You yeah. don't dream. You sleep in peace. True. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what was it, said Frodo, knowing that Sam would not settle down until he had told his tale, whatever it was. I haven't seen or thought of anything to make me smile since we left Lothlorien. It wasn't funny that way, Mr. Frodo. It was queer. So he says, you know, I, there's this log that I saw that had eyes. He goes, eyes? Don't like that thought. Yeah. And Frodo knows exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's been seeing the same thing. Right. You know, and last time he mentioned it to old Gimli, uh, nothing really came of it, you know. Right. Um, when they look back, you know, our friend, the eyes, uh, were gone. Yeah. And so. Yeah, so this is this is Gollum that's been following them. Um, you know, and, and he, yeah, that's right. Talks about how he had seen them before. 
Um, and again, it's just this, this process of Sam saying, you know, I thought he was dreaming, double-checking, rubbing his eyes, but, you know, what I saw, uh, you know, uh, it, it was there. I wasn't dreaming. When well, um, he mentions Haldir saw it as well, saw this creature yes, back right. in that's right. uh, Lothlorien. You remember and the so, report of the elves? Um, yeah, good. They, they kind of, like, dare at this point to put a name to that's right. a creature, to yeah. eyes. And, uh, you know, they, they name it Gollum. Yeah. Right. And, it, uh, you know, I think Sam's recalling uh, Bilbo's stories, he says, right? Mm-hmm. And, and things mm-hmm. like that. So, um, yeah, kind of putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Well, isn't that something to, to things you've heard, these old stories? You know, this, because uh, yeah. talk about just even that in of itself, if Bilbo hadn't gone all the way to the Lonely Mountain and what have you, you know, just had gone into the Misty Mountains and, you know. The butterfly effect again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that story in of, in of itself is something that would leave a, you know, um, I don't know, would be a, a memory that Sam Absolutely. and those guys grew up with yeah. thinking about this yeah. story. And now almost like character tales. Yep, yeah, is encountering himself. Yeah. It's, it's tailing them. A legend. Yeah. Wow. It's radical. Um, Frodo says, you know, I fear for some time that he had been, you know, following us even since, since, uh, since Moria. Um, you know, I thought that maybe they would have lost them or, or lost Gollum in, in Lorien, but he, you know, probably was waiting for us as we left uh, by the Silver Lug. Um, and then Sam just says, you know, we got to be careful here. <laughs> right, right. We right, might, yeah. uh, you know, be a little more watchful or else we're going to wake up or not wake up, you know. Yeah. If you if you take my meaning, Mr. Frodo. You yep. know, to some, some fingers around our necks. I do. Yep. So uh, being throttled in our sleep kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, he says, "Don't worry, though. Don't don't trouble Strider. I'll keep watch tonight, and I can keep uh, you know I can keep I can sleep tomorrow on the boat because I'm no more than luggage." That's kind of what I feel like right now, Lane. Just luggage. Yeah. Just keep an eye on things. That's right, man. You Just get those mean? eyes on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I might said Frodo, and I might say luggage with eyes. You shall watch, but only if you promise to wake me halfway towards the morning. If nothing happens before then. Hmm. Yeah. So then we have that night. Uh, you know, Frodo comes out of a dark sleep to Sam shaking him. He says, you know, it's a shame to wake you. Nothing's happened um, other than some soft uh, soft splashing and a sniffling noise a while back. But you hear a lot of weird sounds in the river, he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So, uh, he, you know, he just woke up Frodo when he wanted to. He's, he's starting to... Oh, this is the encounter they have. This, this is, is account, so yeah. crazy. Uh-huh. So... Yeah. Um, Frodo's about to kind of fall asleep when right, he Right, because not much is going on. Right. Yeah, it's no, time to... Yeah, nothing going on. He's kind of tired, and he figures might as well go to bed. Yeah. Uh, just when this, just when he has this temptation, a dark shape, hardly visible, floated close to one of the moored boats. A long, whitish hand could be, seen, uh, could be dimly seen as, if shot, as it shot out and grabbed the gunwale. Two pale lamplight eyes shone coldly as they peered inside. And then they lifted and gazed up at Frodo on the ayat. They were not more than a yard or two away, and Frodo heard the soft hiss of intake and breath. Did you just hear it? What's going on? No, I'm just saying. I just looked over to my right. <laughs> just like he's right there. You know what I mean? Like it'd be like I know a yard or two. I know. Like, he, like I know. Right, right there, over by your cabinet. Like, yeah, right. Not far. Right. Could just leap over here and grab us. Throttle you in your sleep. Immediately, their light was shut off. There was another hiss and a splash, and the dark log shape shot away downstream into the night. Aragorn stirred in his sleep, turned over, and sat up. Yeah. 
Um, so that's where you learn that he's, you know, they ask what it is, right? Yeah. And uh, what's what's going on? He's known about, uh, you know, this uh, creature for a while. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so and Frodo had had um, did I miss that line? He had stood up and, and taken um, Sting out. He was so caught off guard that he stood up, drawing Sting from yeah, his sheath there it is. to face the eyes. Yep. Um, so uh, interesting too. Like, what was what was Gollum doing messing with the boat? We were talking about this before. Was he going to crawl in and try and, and and I don't know get Frodo? Do you think maybe the ring was in the boat and he was looking for it? Well, I mean, talk what about some. Uh, I don't know. Well, like like some de- de- desperation there, right? Because. What are you? What do you think you're going to uh, accomplish here? Like right. he's probably from the back scene, you know. If he's, if he's trailing them, uh, you know how Boss, Aragorn, Legolas, all yeah. these guys are. I mean, and you're going to reach in there and what? Drag Frodo in and uh, right. I, I don't. I'm trying to figure out what. Yeah, that, what, what was his? It's what was a his desperate move. You know what it I mean? is. And so now I kind of see where this might be a, a a better, like okay, if they're sleeping and it's dark mm-hmm. and there's this water, perhaps he can. You know, grab him, take him under the water, drown him. Right. That's what that's his game. Get, he drowns and, things and, and, and get the ring. You yeah. Know? Um. So, and, and if he can do that, there's a splash. There's some confusion. Maybe he can kind of get away. But I'm just sort of, and, and in the dark, maybe that would be his cover in a yeah. sense. But come on, you know, have you seen what Legolas and these other guys can do? I know it's perplexing. I mean, he has. He's followed. He them has. For this long. And so that's yeah. why I think there's that desperation it piece. Is. Uh. You know, he's, he's just driven to uh, reclaim cute. his precious. Yeah. It's curious, you know. man. I mean, it's it's truly an addict. You're so, right. Like reaching out, wanting that, wanting that fix to get back what is his, or yeah, to find a way to take and he, it. He's not. He's. It's been years and years since he's been. I mean, he's. They kind of travel, you know, sometimes um, during the day, mm-hmm. and he's he's been traveling with them during that time. He has to mm-hmm. keep up pace, you know. Yeah. Um. So that's hard on him as well. It's crazy. So he's out of his comfort zone. That's but right. Uh, yeah. Until Aragorn wakes up and he says, "You know what's wrong? Why do you have your sword out?" And he says, you know, it's Gollum. And so this is where we learn that Aragorn has been aware of this too. You know, yeah. He says, uh, so you, you know about our little footpad. Mm-hmm. You know, he's come after us. He said he'd hoped that you could have lost him on the river, but he's too clever of a waterman. Yeah. Uh, and he's kept up. And that's um, interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That he's a clever waterman. Yeah. You know? Yep. And once we learn more about his history, it's, it's interesting. It is, absolutely. So he says, you know, tomorrow we're going to try and put some more miles behind us and, and paddle a little faster. He's very dangerous. Uh, quite apart from murder by night on his own account, he may put any enemy that is about uh, that is about on our track. So, you know, not, not just like could he present a physical threat, but he could alert the enemy to where we are, mm-hmm. um, give us away. Yeah, so. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, for sure. Frightening. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. So it's... But he doesn't. Sh- so after that attempt, I mean, I think he sort of startled a bit um, because yeah. he couldn't sneak up on him. And, and uh, maybe recognizing Sting too kind of freaked him out. Think about that because he knows that sword. He knows Sting yeah. from Bilbo. I didn't even think about that, but that might have also been you know not only you know Frodo jumping up and him realizing that Frodo's awake because he probably didn't know. He probably saw Frodo sitting there and and Frodo was about asleep. And so Here's that's when he thing. decided to make his move. I just went back and, and kind of kind of reread that that part. Why is it that what wakes Frodo up? What keeps him? What it, what is it that draws his eyes uh, to see Gollum? You know, coming at it's him and things like that. Is he, was he looking that direction and he's, he's drifting off as 
that was the direction Sam was 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 looking at, or did the ring warn him in some way? And we know he has that night vision now you know, too, right? He, he has he has he has better eyesight because of his wound, because of, yeah. of being uh, you know almost kind of permanently partly in that shadow world. Okay. Uh, yeah, remember okay. in, in Moria, we talked. He talked about how his sight seemed mm -hmm. better than than those around him, other than maybe yeah. Gimli and Gandalf. And yep. Maybe it was just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Was it the divine? You know, something. I I just think it's interesting that you know he looks up in time to kind of see that happening. Maybe it he, is. If just... he hadn't, what would have happened? You're right. Yeah. Aragorn's asleep. Sam's asleep. Right. He kind of gets the, the drop on all of them a, yeah. a, a little bit, except for Frodo's. <sighs> if when Frodo's the Dang. first one to notice him, and he's He's a yard away. He's three feet away. I mean, what's up? You know, what's, Gosh, what's going on there? So, ugh, creepy. But anyways, he doesn't show up for for a while. I think he's kind of spooked off. Yep. Uh, you know, Sting is is out and about um, in Frodo's hand, so he's not going back there for a bit. But uh, goes on to kind of say the weather was still gray and overcast. Uh, the wind from the east, but as the evening drew uh, into night, the sky away westward cleared, and uh, pools of faint light, yellow and pale green. Uh, opened under the gray shores of cloud. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it just kind of goes on to describe a little bit about the moon. And this is where I think, is this where we were talking about? Um, well, not quite yet. Um, no, not, not quite not yet. yet. Okay, but we are describing a bit of the, um, the, the new moon that could be seen glimmering in the remote lakes. And um, it just goes on to describe more of this country uh, side a little bit here. Yeah, okay. and they're starting to they're starting to paddle a little faster. Like Aragorn said, they you know instead of just kind of cruising, they're starting to try to put some some more distance uh, behind them to try and try and distance themselves from Gollum, and then also you know uh, decrease the chance that he would alert others that you know they're around. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so the, the land starts to change. Low, cum, low, low crumbling cliffs, chimneys of gray weathered stone, dark with ivy. And beyond these again, there rose high ridges crowned with uh, wind uh, writhen firs. They were drawing near to the gray hill country of the Emin Muil, uh, the southern, uh, southern march of the Wilderland. Um, so there are a lot, a lot of birds. They start to notice all these birds, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, the, the almost like the dark described as dark spots against the fading light. Yes. Yeah, yeah, as, as they and, see him afar. And Aragorn's kind of skeptical. He wonders if if Gollum, you know, might have spread the word. Well, yeah, they're they're out here and where to be looking for them. So. And, and at what point will will he kind of like? Is he working for himself or is That's he going back point. to kind of you know? Because he is a double agent. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I mean, really wants this ring for himself. He wants it for himself. Uh, and so right. if he can't get it, you know, maybe in the confusion of sending somebody in after him, uh, he can, you know, swipe in there and, and, and take the ring. Right, so. right. Maybe someone else does the dirty work and he's there to, to get yeah. the ring real quick because he knows what he's looking for. They, so they see a, a hunting eagle, which is interesting. Yeah, what's, they what's see up this, with that? This, this dark, uh, great high bird and, and uh, Aragorn asks what it is. He says, Legolas, you know, what is that? Is it, as I think, an eagle? Yes, said Legolas. It is an eagle, a hunting eagle. I wonder uh, what that forebodes. It is far from the mountains. We will not start until it is fully dark, said Aragorn. So now he's, he's thinking, you know, we got to start, uh, start, got to start, wow. Got to start traveling by night. Okay. No more of this paddling out in, in the daylight because it's just a little too dangerous. Well, it... it Normally, like when I first read this, like eagle, good thing, right? But right. it's a hunting eagle. Hunting eagle. 
you know, someone so. fill us in. What is that? How is that different from from the Great Eagles? I don't know. And also, I guess maybe the location of it, right? It's, yeah, it's not where it should be. Hunting eagle is going to be, you know, out in the mountains looking for food, and it's it's kind of circling and watching us. Like, what is that all about? Yeah. yeah. So here here's the part where we have, you know, the eighth night of their journey comes. It's interesting how Tolkien kind of is. You know, sometimes we lose track of time. He's giving us a very specific time here. Yeah. You know, uh, marking marking the nights off. So the eighth night is is when they start to notice the difference. Um, no, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, dude, I'm I'm nuts. What, 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 I'm nuts. What? We're not there yet. We're not about the moon. Um, well, it's still being described. It's still being, it's su- being described. Su- subtly described. Right. You're right. Um, as right. we get as we get to that part, though, yeah. But Aragorn's talking about you know venturing one more night, and then we'll um, be coming to the reaches of the river that I do not know well. So we're almost outside of his range. You know, he's been in these parts before, but never by water. Uh, not between here and the rapids of Sarn Geber. Um, but if I'm right in my reckoning, those are still many miles ahead. Still, they are dangerous. There are dangerous places even before we come there. Rocks and stony eyots in the stream. Hey, so, I, river starting to turn kind of treacherous here. Yeah, and I'm glad that uh, I'm kind of in the same place that uh, Aragorn is, and that you know, <laughs> don't really uh, not not real familiar with the lay of the land of this you know <laughs> so, uh, area. So, <laughs> so Sam is is the watchman, right? And it's a good thing he was. Um, the night grew dark, but the stars above were strangely bright. And there was a glimmer on the face of the river. It was close on midnight, and they had been drifting for some while, hardly using the paddles, when suddenly Sam cried out. Only a few yards ahead, dark shapes loomed up in the stream, and he heard the swirl of racing water. So, they were further ahead than Aragorn had realized. This was them, you know, coming upon these rapids... Long before he thought, or not long before, but before he thought that they were going to. And it's apparently an incredibly treacherous area. Like, yeah. they, they talk about how even during the day, right, um, it, it could be very yeah, risky. You don't yeah. want to try and take those. So they have to kind of move, and they're kind of like shouting out to each other. So they're causing a bit of a commotion, and they have to get away from these rapids and, and move towards the, towards the western shore. Yeah. Um, and as they do this, you know, they're getting kind of pushed towards the eastern bank, uh, which is, is dark and ominous uh, even in the night. Yeah, yeah. But they're starting to paddle away, um, and this is when they get this, this out of nowhere, the twang of bowstrings, several arrows coming from the eastern bank falling among them. So I thought it was so cool how it Worst talks time about, for that to happen. No kidding, yeah. Can, so can you imagine being like, first of all, not all of them are, are great at boating. I mean, Aragorn is, Legolas is great, and so is Boromir, but you've got hobbits in the midst of all this. You've, right. got, you've got Gimli, who, yep. you know, not not exactly a boatman. Yep. And um, and you're you're pretty much, um, you know, being sniped. I mean, you're you're on the water, you're trying to battle the both the river and uh, this new this new assault coming on. Um, Frodo gets hit. Yeah, man. I love this. And it's so, I mean, Frodo would be dead if it wasn't for that gift yes. that Bilbo gave him. Talks about it, it hits him between the shoulders and bounce right, bounces right off, but he's still, you know, the impact lurches him yeah, forward yeah, and he yeah. cries, uh, letting go of his paddle. But the arrow fell, foiled by his hidden coat of mail. Another passed through uh, Aragorn's hood, so right through his hood, and a third stood fast in the gunwale of the second boat, close to Mary's hand. Almost loses his hand there. 
Sam thought he could glimpse black figures running to and fro upon the long shingle banks that lay under the eastern shore. They seemed very near. So you got Legolas even slipping back into his elven tongue. Urk! Yeah. yeah. Namely translating for us. Orcs! Yeah. <laughs> so Sam says of Frodo too, gotta be Gollum's doing. Right, you know, right. I'll be bound. Um, yeah. So... Well, and they say the river seems to be setting us right into their arms. You know, yeah. as you said, it's kind of pushing Long them to the east uh, in in that direction. I mean, guys, honestly, Frodo's Frodo does live, but yeah. he almost died. Pretty dang close, right there. Pretty dang close. I mean, can you imagine that that, that I mean, to knock him forward like that? Too, I know that they're smaller and things, but like the impact at which that's coming is you're dead, absolutely, or you're uh, severely. Oh, he'd wounded. been gone. Yeah, he'd been gone. If it's through, between the shoulder so blades, I mean, that's coming out your lung. heart. Yeah, yeah or your lung or whatever. Whatever. Major you know? artery for sure. So, uh, Oma, you, I mean, you get the idea too that this is a place they would have stood and waited to ambush anyway. You know, yeah, and, and thinking, yeah, you know, right. if someone is traveling by night, even if they know where they are, they could hit these rapids kind of unexpectedly, um, and then that would be a great place to. Well, to just start slinging these arrows. Here's the thing: if you've been if you've been tracking them and, and you've seen them and you uh, understand, you watch their pace, yeah, uh, and you know that they continued on through the night, yeah, and you can you can get on ahead of them, uh, yeah. There's where we're gonna spring the trap. Yeah. So you know, it says that every moment they expected to feel the bite of black feathered arrows, so just anticipating those hits. Sure. Many whined overhead or struck the water nearby, but there were no more hits. It was dark, but not too dark for the night eyes of orcs. And in the star glimmer, they must have offered their cunning foes some mark, unless it was that the gray cloaks of Lorien and the gray timber of Let's the elf-wrought boats defeated the malice of the archers of Mordor. So we're starting to see the importance of those gifts already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Save their lives here. Yeah. Um, so, th- and this is not an easy fight back to the western shore stroke by stroke they're laboring in the darkness um until that shadow of the eastern bank kind of fades away they get out of out of danger and they're um over to the uh the other the other bank there yeah i think it's neat though i mean the, the idea that their their cloaks could be making it even more difficult um yeah so they're cool. shooting into the dark aren't they yeah i mean I they mean, are but, right? but it, you know it talks about how they're it's, it wasn't too dark for their vision these orcs yeah. are used to the dark, okay. so it was yep. it was almost like it was because of these cloaks, because of these boats, that they were able yeah, to I be get cloaked. Uh, no, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, so you get to their side, and you have this cool moment where uh, Legolas kind of, um, uh, you know, jumps out of the boat, uh, takes his <laughs> takes his bow, and uh, spring ashore to look look across uh, the water. Um, yeah. Yep. So, stringing the bow and fitting an arrow, he turned, peering back over the river into the darkness. Across the water, there were shrill cries, but nothing could be seen. Then, something very interesting happens. Frodo looked up at the elf, standing tall above him. As he gazed into the night, seeking a mark to shoot at, his head was dark, crowned with sharp white stars that glittered in the black pools of the sky behind. So, you have this hero moment, kind of hits hero shot of Legolas. But now, rising and sailing up from the south, the great clouds advanced, sending out dark outriders into the starry fields. A sudden dread fell over the company. Elbereth Gethoniel sighed Legolas as he looked up. So we have that. It's harkening back to Thria's company, mm-hmm. right? The, yeah. the elf company that was singing uh, about um, uh, Elbereth Gethoniel. Yeah. Even as he did so, a dark shape like a cloud, and yet not a cloud, 
for it moved far more swiftly, came out of the blackness in the south, and sped towards the company, blotting out all light as it approached. Soon it appeared as a great winged creature, blacker than the pits in the night. Fierce voices rose up to greet it from across the water. Frodo felt a sudden chill running through him and clutching at his heart. There was a deadly cold, like the memory of an old wound in his shoulder. He crouched down as if to hide. Suddenly the great bow of Lorien sang. Shrill went the arrow from the elven string. Frodo looked up. Almost above him, the winged shape swerved. There was a harsh, croaking scream as it fell out of the air, vanishing down into the gloom of the eastern shore. The sky was clean again. There was a tumult of many voices far away, cursing and wailing in the darkness, and then silence. Neither shaft nor, yeah, neither shaft nor cry came again from the east that night. All right, so all right, set the book down for a second. Let's have a little conversation. Uh, the sky is is cleaned. It's been cleaned. Yeah. Thank- as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thankfully. Um, I mean, obviously, the pain in his, in his uh, wound uh, coming back. This, this creature, black, you know. I mean, blacker than black. And um, winged. Flying, right. So we've got this connection to obviously the 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 ring race, right? The black race. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, right. But we thought, you know, they were gone. They'd come back, maybe. But h- how is it that this thing in the sky, flying this big shadow, mm-hmm. yeah. could also be them? Right. It's very confusing. Yeah. And and this is also kind of a. Um, it's a growing from something that happened earlier. If we go back to the, you know, when the ring in the chapter of the ring goes south, on page two seventy nine, they have that. Uh, remember that there's that weird, vague kind of shadow that passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I Frodo do. notices. Right, uh, I remember that. Gandalf does too, and they're like, "Did did I really just see that? Well, what, 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 what was, was that? that? Yeah. Right." And you know, we kind of theorized then, like, is that was that the ring wraith? You know, the, one of the Black Rider spirits going back to retreating back to Mordor to gain strength. What was that? Was it, you know, yeah. the fell beast? It's already winged. What's going on with that? Right. So, yeah, it's almost kind of this fr- coming to fruition or, or um, starting to come to yeah. fruition of that idea that, 
okay, the Black Riders are back. Not sure how they're flying around yet. Yeah. But yeah. that's got to be what this is. Because the, uh, the next conversation they have is they're kind of um, saying, you know, it felt like a Belrog. Um, yeah. Gimli. Gimli kind of comparing it to that evil, that darkness, right? Yeah. And as Frodo says, it was no Belrog. Um, you know, it was something cold, uh, something colder. I think it was. And then he kind of stops. And then of all people, you got Bormir. What do you think? You know, what was it? Yeah. As if he was trying to catch a glimpse of Frodo's face. He's kind of leaning from his boat. I think... No, I will not say. Yep. Answered Frodo. Whatever it was, its fall has dismayed our enemies. So it seems, Aragorn says. Um, yet where they are and how many... And what they will do next, we do not know. Yeah, first of all, did, did Legolas just pick this bad boy out of the sky? I, I mean, mean he, did that thing he just, definitely wounded it. Did, did, did he wound it? Uh, did it take off? Uh, that's a good question. You know, did it die? Good question. Just throwing did it out. Did it have to there. land on the East Bank? And that's where all the, the, the cries were about, you know, kind of yeah. cursing yeah. cursing this bow of Lorien. Right. But, yeah. you know, do you think we don't know how long really um, it takes for their recovery or for them to take, take kind of uh, to be yeah. cloaked again? Great and, qu- yeah, uh, great question. So, is this you know does this beast have a rider or does it not? Does it need a rider? A lot of questions. Uh, yeah, a lot of questions. And, and Frodo doesn't uh, you know? I mean, obviously we have that connection to his wound, feeling cold again, mm-hmm. uh, taken back to that moment where he was stabbed. Um, but he doesn't really get to say he's cut off, and he doesn't. He doesn't want to. Sh- he's getting more and more protective of what yeah. he's saying. He doesn't want to reveal all of his thoughts uh, in the same way that Aragorn seems to be kind of protecting you know his ideas too they're very closed off here because they sense that they, they sense what's going on with Boromir yeah they they know that 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 uh there's some fractioning within the fellowship yeah which is really within the company which is really kind of sad so yeah Frodo's silence uh started back when they were you know like their last night there they have their yeah. meeting and kind of deciding what they should do and, and um, I kind of wonder if that caution wasn't put there from Galadriel yeah, could have been. You know, just, I don't know. That, that mirror experience changed him for sure. Yep. Um, so Aragorn says, you know, who knows what, what day will tell us. Have your weapons close to hand. Right. Yeah. Yes, sir. Having your weapons close to hand, I mean, almost kind of sounds like, I don't know, like it might make. No, here we go. Some sort of perfect name. It could. If one were to start a <laughs> podcast. It could, my friend. Which makes me think, uh, one of these days, got to start a Lord of the Rings podcast. Yeah, we will. But we got to get the name just right. Mm-hmm. We do. Any yeah. ideas? Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, Husband Your Strength podcast. Oh, I like it. <laughs> That's kind of, what about the wives? I we'll have uh, to include yeah. them somehow. Should have got that in there. Our Little Footpad podcast? Yeah. 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 I like that one. Okay. Um, the Soft and Sad podcast. Ooh. I can do one better. Uh, the Proud and Erect podcast. <laughs> <laughs> who is writing? Who is coming up with the... Uh, wow. Well, we are. <clears throat> we are. Because we're trying to figure out if we should start a podcast. Yeah. Any other so, ideas? Uh, yeah, the the Kazapod. Ooh, I like right? that. Beautiful. Uh, pod Save the Shire. <laughs> I like that actually a lot. We're getting pretty close. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, getting there. Not there yet, but one of these days, huh? I actually really like Pod Save the Shire. Pod Save the Shire. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, so, now what do we do here? I mean, um, that, that bad no boy just, just flew over top. I mean, do we 
care. Are you thinking about turning around and heading back home? Going back to the Shire. Is I mean, that, if I die, whatever. So, uh, I'm doing what I loved. Drop me off here. Let me see if uh, if I can hit your ride back. Uh, where's that <laughs> Shadow Facts guy? Um, yes. <laughs> so now we have this whole kind of... Uh, they're, they're sitting there that night. Um, and Fro- uh, no, Frodo. Sam's kind of... He's thinking, right? He's getting lost in his thought. He's... Looking at the moon. This is where you go as. There it is. Starting to think about the moon here. We got this whole Lothlorien time warp thing. How does time work? work? How, long have, how long were they there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's a whole conversation of trying to figure out exactly how long it was. Mm, let's see. Yeah. So he, Sam goes on to kind of mention here, um, counting those, looking at the moon and, and trying to figure out, you know, it was full from a week ago uh, and whatnot. He says, I can remember three nights. Uh, that we were there for certain, and it seemed, and I seem to remember several more. Um, but I would take my oath; it was never a whole month. Anyone would think that time did not count there. Uh, and Frodo goes on to say, and perhaps that was the way of it in a land, uh, uh, you know, such as such as Lorien. I think so. Uh, so yeah, there's more discussion here. I think uh, Legolas chimes in a, a bit later and says, "Nay, uh, time does not tarry ever." So they talked about possibly it kind of stopping and standing still mm-hmm. uh, while, were, while they were there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but he says, the, uh, but change in growth is not in all things and places alike. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah, what the heck it's does like that mean? It's like this relativity thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, and just and he, he goes on to explain, um, for the elves, the world moves. And it moves both very swift and very slow. Swift because they themselves change little and all else fleets by. It is a grief to them. Slow because they do not count the running years, not for themselves. The passing seasons are but ripples ever repeated in the long, long stream. Yet beneath the sun, all things must wear to an end at last. So just really, just really interesting, this whole like concept well, of time. It's well, it's backwards from what you from what you would think, right? Right, because you would think that it would be long to them, yeah. but it's it's time is passing swiftly, right? You know, it's like and, dog uh, years and human years. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, well, kind of, sort yeah. of, sort of. Uh, I I look at it as if 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 I were an elf and I'm like kind of watching, just swiftly men, man, you know, like just just father to son to mm. to grandson, the passing of time, and I see it. Almost seems so quick, mm-hmm. you know. Your life is just sort of like this spark, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's a vapor, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, interesting. It's, it's both. Yeah, that's the thing. Swift and slow. Yep. Um, and he goes mm-hmm. on to kind of say, uh, yeah, the passing seasons are but ripples ever repeated in a long, long stream. Yet beneath the sun, all things must wear to an end mm-hmm. at last. Uh, so and Frodo says, you know, but the wearing is slow in Lorien. Uh, the power of the lady is on it. Rich are the hours, though short they may seem. And uh, th- here's where he mentions that she was wearing a ring. Yeah. She was wearing one of the elven rings. Yeah. And he kind of gets uh, scolded for mentioning that, doesn't he? Yeah. So that's not something that, that should be said outside of Lorien, uh, not even to me. Yeah. Is what Aragorn kind of scolds him because he mentions yeah. that uh, um, Gladriel uh, in, in her ring, which we learned about, uh, was it last chapter or two chapters ago? Yeah. Um, so yep. in the mirror, uh, yep. He sees it when he's when he's uh, looking into the mirror, and it's uh, Aragorn that kind of puts them all straight. He he sort of well, not puts them all, but ex- explains it. Uh, so he kind of takes what Sam said and what um, uh, Frodo has said, and, Air, and and Legolas, and sort of bridges the gap. He says, 
Um, you know, t um, their time flowed swiftly by us as for the elves. So we almost kind of experienced time as they would. The old moon passed and a new moon waxed and waned in the world outside while we tarried there. And yester-eve, a new moon came again. Winter is nearly gone. Time flows on to a spring of little hope. What? Winter is nearly is is nearly gone? Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? Hold on a second. You Hold heard winter second. is coming. You're wrong. No, yeah, okay, I did hear that. It's a different that. book. I did hear that. Um, but that's strange. I, I, I felt like they were just heading into December and, and everything. Yeah. So what time is... When, when is this? I don't know, man. I'll look it up. I don't know. Earth years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm, interesting. You know, they're talking here... Um, the weather starts to change a little bit. Uh, it starts to warm up. So we talked about the beginning, you know, beginning this on the, on the river, there was that cold air from the east. Mm -hmm. um, but the air grew warm and very still under the great moist clouds that had floated up from the south and the distant seas. The rushing of the river over the rocks of the rapids seemed to grow louder and closer. The twigs of the trees above them began to drip. So, um, yeah, the mood becomes softer and sadder uh, dawn grew to a pale light, diffused and shadowless. There's mist on the river and fog, and the far bank can't be seen. You know, and Sam says usually I don't don't like fog, but this might be a good thing for us with those goblins chasing us. And uh, everyone yeah. kind of a, agrees, you know. But it'll be hard to find the path unless the fog lifts a little faster or it lifts a little later on. Uh, we must find a path. If we are to pass Sarn Geber and find and come to the Emin Muil. So he's kind of revealing his his thoughts there a little bit. You know, that's maybe where they're gonna head. Yeah. Um and Bor yeah. is where Bormir disagrees. Um you know, if Emin Muel lies before us, then we can abandon these cockle boats and strike westward and southward until we come to the Entwash and cross into my own land. He says we can if we're making for Minas Tirith, but we haven't agreed yet. Is what Aragorn yeah. kind of says back and forth. Hold so on, we're a starting second. to see this rift a little bit here. Yeah, uh, even even more. So, yeah, um, and you know, Boromir saying, yeah, but the enemy holds the eastern bank. Uh, and He's got a point. He does. And he says, what happens when we come to the fowls of of Rauras and and the Tindrock? You guys going to jump off? Yeah, leap down. Aragorn says, no. You know, um, we'll, we'll take our boats down. There is a north stair. You know, and, and what about yeah, the high seat it? upon Amon Hen? We can get up the top there, take a little look around, and, and see see what's before us and all around us. Yeah, that is really... I'd love to see some of that on a map because I was, yeah. you know, kind of wondering what what he meant there. Yeah. So, uh, basically, like, a, along, the, along the edge, like they, they, they could go down the fall, There's right? a stair that leads down. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, an ancient an ancient way. So yeah, so pretty much it's just they're kind of going back and forth here, debating you know what they should do. Um, yeah, um, and you know Boromir holds long against his choice, but when it uh, became plain that Frodo would follow Aragorn wherever he went, he gave in. So again, he's mm -hmm. kind of evaluating yeah. Frodo here. Where's he gonna go? All right, how can I try and yeah? How much do I push this? Right, you know, because um, eventually he's he's gonna have to really set off on his own. Yeah, um, you know, or he's gonna, because he keeps saying he's going to at some point. Like, right, he, you go past the point of no return, right, and and, and what have you. You know, the, the other idea that you would take the whole company uh, across to the eastern shore, and 
it, it's almost like and we know this that that there has to be a split here yeah you know we we almost need a diversion yeah uh because yeah. of of uh, Bormir makes the point that it's it's held by the enemy yeah. for sure clearly and we just i mean can you imagine like like arrows are coming from that direction uh and and you're sitting there as as frodo saying that's the way i have to go yeah and it's interesting you bring that up too because uh in in tisha's story she was talking about you know had she likes to think about the idea of, of Boromir. She, her favorite character is Boromir and Boromir and Faramir. If Faramir had come in Boromir's stead, would the Fellowship have survived? Yeah. Or stayed intact? Yeah. But you're right with the whole idea of diversion. Like, if the Fellowship has stayed intact, would they have fulfilled their quest? Yeah. Did it need to splinter? Did it need to break eventually? We're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but, you know. No, but did yeah. It, did it need to break so that, you know, th- there's one eye, it can't look at all those things at once. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so ultimately is the fact that, that this dissension happens and it does break for the best. Yeah. Right? It right. almost it's something that has to happen. Um yeah. agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they're trying to figure out how they're gonna get around these rapids. Yeah. And so, you know, pretty much saying that no one has ever gotten through these alive. Holy. Yeah. Even though the boats wouldn't sink, you know, they don't think that they'd make it. It's it's treacherous. People die in those, man. They do. I mean, I wouldn't go. I've I haven't been whitewater rafting, but don't plan uh, on it. I, you know, can you imagine us on a boat together, no, whitewater rafting? Cannot We'd both die. actually. We'd both die. We would. I would drown. Even with vests on, we'd be gone. I, goner, crack yeah. my head on a rock. We're out. Dunzo. We're out. So no, <laughs> no, thank you. Um, good. So again, there's more of this uh, to um, Boromir's seldom in my life has a boat come out of the north. He's talking about you know. We're not going to, yeah, he's just continuing on. It's just getting kind of old, actually. And Aragorn kind of says, you know, peril lies ahead on every southward road. Um, wait for us one day if we do not return at that time. Oh, I'm sorry. This is where Aragorn's saying, i got to go see if there's a way around these rapids. So I'm going to go see what yeah. I can find. And this makes Frodo really nervous. He sees Aragorn and Legolas leave, and he's kind of worried about being left there alone with, not alone, but, you know, without them and Boromir. He's just you know, got Gimli. That's right. Could Gimli and his Hobbit buddies, if he had to, take Boromir? That's a great question. Sorry, it just and I don't know what would that be like. I Can you wanna, imagine I a showdown? See that. I wouldn't want to see that either. I kind of would though. But now that you have left him here by themselves, we could do Mortal Kombat and have uh, Gimli versus Boromir. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> so they're only gone a couple hours. Aragorn says all is well. There's a way around. So they start this whole portage where they they, they take the boats. They're handling baggage and they're they're kind of bypassing the the rapids here. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Mary and Pippin are helping carry uh, uh, baggage. The hobbits are carrying the baggage. Uh, Boromir and Aragorn are taking the boats. But they talk about how light the boats are. Sure. Yeah. You know they're they're magical. It's almost like they're like and they want to save them, don't they? They they don't absolutely. Wanna, yeah. It's almost like they're this balsa wood or something. Like it's yeah. it's so it's lighter. They said even Merry and Pippin alone could carry their boat. If, yeah. if it was flat, you know, if it was um when the they, right it, kind of terrain, they could. Yeah. You know, a couple hobbits. And they, they really boat. don't sink. Like they're not really going to no. sink. They're uh, unsinkable. I mean, it's, they're they're amazing. So yeah, yeah. they they want to save those. So obviously you have. Uh, you got Aragorn and Boromir carrying the boats. The rest of them are kind of carrying the, the packs. Um, and they turn back towards a little pool that had been scooped out and uh, no further passage on foot. 
Um, they get to this point where they're kind of sleepy and tired, and their hearts are gloomy as the day starts to starts to die down. Um, yeah. So they they got to rest there for the night. Um, oh, you got Boromir here poking fun at uh, poking fun at Gimli. There's some exchange that happens. You know, so just Boromir's really kind of, I mean, he's just sort of... He's getting on your nerves, isn't he? Man, he is, and he's hes just... I don't think it's his f- fault. What do you think? You think he's overcome by this evil desire? You think he... Is he a Judas? Does he have to do what he's about to do? Is there wow. no... Is it? Is it like... <laughs> wow. Was that his task? Just, was that his destiny yeah, to, yeah. to uh-huh. divide the fellowship? I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, I actually think... Of course, we're getting closer and closer to this... To, to this party, but I think the idea, um, I don't, I I honestly think had he not had, had the encounter with, with, uh, Galadriel. Um, yeah, I get that there's something going on in his mind, you know, clear back at the council, Mm -hmm. you know, and he has a different uh, mindset here. Uh, and he's even expressed that as they get closer to Lorien, but I really think his encounter with, with, with Galadriel kind of showed him, uh, you know, the way in which things, Really showed him what's in his mind, mm-hmm. and once he sees that that's really where his mindset is, and that he thinks it's a good idea to take the ring and it needs to go there, I I almost don't see this out of a like like again everyone's trying to do what's right, mm-hmm. and so he is trying in his mind to do what he think is what he thinks is best for his people, uh, maybe even for the company, and if everyone's against you, you know, and you feel like you are the one who sees. What should be done? Yeah, uh, he's in a tough spot. Almost kind of zealous, isn't he? Yeah, and so he is trying to play this game or whatever. But madness is starting to set in, um, and it's not. I don't even know that it's Man. like a possession, for like like for. I don't know. It's just he. He is so pitiable to me. I yeah, mean, I really I, feel bad for Bormir because he is. You're right. He is trying to do what he feels is best. He feels like no one's listening to him. He's a. He is a hero. Like yeah. in 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 Gondor, he's the man, right? And he's coming yeah. here, and he's yeah. got to play second fiddle to Aragorn, who really, you know, like his destiny is to become king of of the city that is, you know, that Boromir has helped fight and defend, yeah, um, or yep. fight for and defend, and that would be. De- I do I do not envy him of his. Um, his standing and then his position within the fellowship. That would be hard. Yeah, it be is really, well, really hard. And, and we talked about the stresses. Uh, I think he mentions, um, at least that, maybe this might be the extended edition I was watching, but I just, the extra stress that he has to keep up, you know, um, the, de- the defenses of Gondor. Right. And to, you know, make sure that he just has a lot to live up to. Yeah. You know, and the yeah. rings right there, he can, he can go back and he can really protect his people. It's sort of like this uh, immediate, um, you know, uh, salute like it's a quick solution, really. I guess yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So, well, don't when know. you've seen so your lot. people suffer so much too, you're you're probably thinking, all right, here's a here's a yeah, here's something powerful I could use to defeat the enemy. No one thinks it'll work. No one thinks I can do it, but I can. Yeah. And I you know I would use it for the right reasons. And he he doesn't have. You're right. He's almost kind of got these uh, blinders on, with the best intentions. But we've seen time and time again how the ring uses that to corrupt. That's exactly what the ring wants you to think. That you can use it with the right intentions. Yes. Right. And that you'll defeat it. You yeah. know, you'll defeat sorrow. Right. That's it what it wants the... you to think. Yeah, it does. It does. You're right. Everyone. Every single person that it possesses or, or starts to wear away on. So, okay. I mean, 
you know, I'm sorry that I've, I've been leading us through this river a little bit like Strider myself. Um, there's just a lot to get uh, get stuck into, and you know, how long do you want to spend on this versus, you know, just picking out the major plot points. So we get back into the the river. Um, you know, nothing happened uh, that night. We had a little bit of rain the next day. Okay, and um, start back in the river. All right, as soon as it's fully light. You know, Aragorn says we got to travel by day again. Um, you know, unless the weather changes. Uh, and cheats us. So pretty much, we're we're getting here now. the The river starts to um, yeah, I, starts to channel and get swifter. The yeah. cliffs start to rise on either side. The sure. land land changes yet again, and we come upon the Argonath, the Pillar of Kings, which is such a monumental moment in in the film. Yeah, and it's really, I mean, it's no no less impactful here in the book. Really, really cool. Yeah, really cool. Uh, real quick, I might have missed this. Like what? They go up and and take a a look see what was the uh the the, the verdict there. I'm just trying to remember. Did didn't they leave for a bit, right? Yeah, that was to find the way around the rapids, the portage. Talking okay. about Aragorn and Legolas. Uh, okay, gotcha. Is there Shama? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they went and they found the way. He said no worries, but there's a clear way around. And then they, they did back, actually carry. And they went around. Yes. Yeah, okay, that's did. what I thought. All right. Yep, and they took a rest there. They retired. It wasn't it wasn't an easy easy road. Yeah, yeah. Um, gotcha. Yeah. And, okay. And uh, from hauling on that baggage, they're so, worn so, out. Yeah. So, so there's the next back day. at it. Yep. Yeah, back at day. it. Um, just, just beautiful. Gosh, dude, his descriptions are so good. Too. I don't want to just sit here and read all of it, but I do want to read some of it because it's just Go beautiful. For it. I'm looking at the drizzle of um, rain, and it just, you know, yeah, puts me in a. I know, right? Good kind of nice. Um, so I'm gonna go over to where the uh, what Frodo starts to see as they approach, um, yeah. the Argonath. Frodo, peering forward, saw in the distance two great rocks approaching, like great pinnacles or pillars of stone, they seemed. Tall and sheer and ominous, they stood upon either side of the stream. A narrow gap appeared between them, and the river swept the boats toward it. Behold the Argonath, the pillars of the kings, cried Aragorn. Uh, we shall pass them soon. Keep the boats in line, and as far as apart as, you, as far apart as you can, hold the middle of the stream. As Frodo was borne towards them, the great pillars rose like towers to meet him. Giants, they seemed to him. Vast gray figures, silent but threatening. Then he saw that they were indeed shaped and fashioned. The craft and power of old had wrought upon them, and still they preserved, or still, still they persevered, though the suns and rains of forgotten years, the mighty likeness in which they had been hewn. Mm -hmm. Upon great pedestals, Founded in the deep waters, the two great kings of stone, still with blurred eyes and crannied brows, they frowned upon the north. Uh, the left hand of each was raised palm outwards in gestures of warning. In, in each right hand, there was an axe. Upon each head, there was a crumbling helm and crown. Great power and majesty they still wore, the silent wardens of a long-vanished kingdom. Awe and fear fell upon Frodo, and he cowered down shutting his eyes and not daring to look up as the boat drew near. Which is cool because in the movies in the movie they're all looking up in amazement and astonishment. Yeah. Yep. And so here it's it's crazy. This is such a wonder and it's such a powerful image that he can't even bring himself to look. Even Boromir bows his head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Yep. These uh, these great sentinels of, of Numenor. But it's pretty cool what happens. Um and even even Sam's like, what a terrible place. Let me get to the ground. And you've got this. You've got again this glimpse. So it's so cool. Um, you can't really do this in the in the films. It's hard hard to do. But in the books, we have this 
Every once in a while, we have these glimpses of seeing Aragorn no longer as the ranger, but as the king. Yeah. Almost like these. You, you talk about the only right. way. The only context I have is like the transfiguration of Jesus, right? Okay. Like uh, you know, Jesus was um, uncomely and like you know, in the Bible anyway. Like we were brought up with yeah. these stories yeah. of of Jesus. You know, like he wasn't much to look at. Yeah. You know, he wasn't anything special. Right. But you talk about when he was transfigured, right? When the when he went up on the mount. Yeah. The disciples saw him. Absolutely. His yeah. raiment was. Was white, and so was white. I, that's yeah. what I think of when I when I see these when, when I read these moments with Aragorn. It's like they they almost forget that he is this great king, and it's kind of unveiled for a second. And it's always when he comes in contact with this history. Oh yeah, it's, these moments. Do you remember we were back at Weathertop? Yes, and, and, exactly. Yeah, and like yep, a, do. a crown sort of appeared around yep. him, and, 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 and it's almost and like Weathertop itself. Was yeah, this, exactly. Was this crown on his head. Yeah. So we have another one of these moments, you know, Fro- or not Frodo? Gosh, guys, sorry. Ugh, it's late. Sam. Um, Sam saying, you know, I want to get to the ground. I don't ever want to be in a river, not even a puddle again. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aragorn I'll, says, I'll never wet my toes in a puddle again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let alone a river. Good grief. Uh, he says, you know, <laughs> fear not. And Frodo turned and saw, he said it was a strange voice behind him. You didn't even recognize it as, as uh, Aragorn. Uh, Frodo turned and saw Strider and yet not Strider. For the weather-worn ranger was no longer there. In the stern sat Aragorn, son of Arathorn, proud and erect, Guiding the boat with skillful strokes, his hood was cast back, and his dark hair was blowing in the wind. A light was in his eyes, a king returning from exile to his own land. And so really, uh, this this was marking the boundary of, you know, Gondor from back in the day. You know, the the, 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 My the kingdom gosh. of Numenor. So he is, he is returning. He is returning back to the land where a Sealdor... Uh, reigned and I mean, one of one of these figures is Isildur. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you know, he's, um, he goes on to say, you know, looking back on, you know, um, I have a long desire to look upon, my, you know, the great kings of old, my kin. So yeah, yeah just a cool moment. Yeah, it, it actually is, and I think don't, don't they kind of actually um, represent both kingdoms? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, because in the in the movies, it looks like it's Isildur and Elendil. Yeah, uh, it's very clear. Like it did. It, it, definitely looks like that but here it's right. a sealed door and and anarion yeah his brother yeah so yeah you're right uh well i it, it's just kind of neat like this uh you you can really see it you know the way yeah. in which which Aragorn looks yeah uh, it's just a it's just an awesome awesome moment yeah uh i don't know that light in his eye you know, know it just makes you uh and then it fades as okay it fades as he thinks you know how i wish that that gandalf were here yeah, and he suddenly realized that like we're we're coming to this point where I don't know what road to take. Yeah, he's finally forced with this decision. Yeah, where now shall I go? That he actually doesn't even have to make. It's kind of made for him. Um, but yeah, this yeah. is this is above him. Yes, my goodness. Okay, yeah. So um, we get through there, right? Uh, yes. And uh, did so they spend another night there, or is it? Uh, this is them. This is them entering. Uh, so the the. Okay, they come through this this passage where where the Argonoth is, and we get a bunch of bunch of names to places, and the land changes again. Oh yeah, this was overwhelming. Yes. Yeah. So the pent water spread out into a long oval lake, pale Nen Hithoel. I don't know exactly how to say that one, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, fenced by steep gray hills whose sides were clad with trees, but their heads were bare, cold gleaming in the sunlight. Uh, and so they look out and they see an island in the waters. 
um, about which the flowing river flung pale, shimmering arms. Distant but deep they were uh, up on the wind, a roaring sound like the roll of thunder heard far away. Behold, toll Brandir, said Aragorn, pointing out to the tall peak. Upon the left stands Amun-La. In the days of the great kings, there were high seats upon them, and the watch was kept there. Uh, but it was said that no foot, but it is said that no foot of man or beast has ever set up, set, been set upon Tol Brandir. Ere the, the shade of night falls, we shall come to them. I hear the endless voice of Raris calling to the falls, obviously. Mm-hmm. So they rested here for a little bit. They eat some food, um, and they, they steer their way out. And the three peaks loomed before them, uh, darking in the twilight. Raurus was roaring with a great voice. Already night was laid, and the flowing waters, uh, when the travelers came out at last under the shadow of the hills. So the tenth day of the journey was over. The wilderland was behind them, and the last stage of the quest was before them. So a couple of cool connections before we do some, uh, you know, reflection. I, I can see the, you know... You can see it rolling in your eyes, my friend. Yeah, it is. So please, please connect me. I just have a couple. I think it's interesting how, you know, they're traveling along the Anduin. Okay. Which is, you know, where the, um, where the ring, you know, was lost for so long. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting how, you know, it, it had been lost there and had been concealed there. And now it's, you know, traveling down in another form of concealment but to be destroyed before okay. it was concealed there so it could survive and now it's being Holy. concealed above to be destroyed yeah it might be a stretch but it's just this and and, and you get you, there's another there's a better way to articulate that but i'm, I'm just thinking it's kind of ironic the, the the that we're back at the great river again and its purpose is the same but changed whatever no yeah it's it's you know I what i mean totally get you yeah, and it's, it's and a mind also, screw what, you know the proximity to which you know a Sildor's heir is is there. Yeah. Um, oh with, my gosh. W- w- yeah. With the ring coming back yes. down the river. Yeah. So it's all this. It's all this redemption. Yeah. It's, it's this heavy redemption theme going on. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Aragorn and and then and then even passing by a Sildor statue. Yeah. You know, in the Argonoth. Wow, that's crazy. Um, and a returning of the uh, to to his to his land. Yeah, crazy. And then also just the three peaks. So. You know, you've got the three peaks of yeah, Emon well, Law. Explain this because um, I just tried to look it up a little bit here. Um, yeah, Emon Law, Emon Hen, and Tol Brandir. And I'm I'm thinking back to the three peaks of Caradhras, uh, uh, and then the two others. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And for us, that signif- signified defeat and loss. Right. We tried to conquer, had to go through Moria, yeah, yeah. and then we lost Gandalf. Uh. You know, and, and they even talk about when they're when they're going back and making their way towards Lorien, they see the three peaks again. You know, and, and Gimli kind of had that reaction where he sort of like shook his fist. You know, you've defeated right. us. You've, you've, you've yeah. taken. You know, yeah. Because of you, we've lost our Gandalf. Right. And it's almost like there's this foreboding again. We see three peaks again. Right. And we know what's about to happen. The fellowship's about to break. The fellowship's about to fail. So three peaks ahead, someone's about dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, yeah. Red sky at night. Oh, man. Sailors. Delight, red sky at dawn, sailors eat prawn. I don't know what the, but it's sort of that that concept that like here we go again, something bad's about to happen or good depending on how you're looking at it, I guess. So, wow, Uh, lot in that chapter, man. Yeah, there is a lot in that chapter. So these ancient ruins, I I eventually want to maybe have some discussion with some people in the the great watch in in, in the group here. Yeah, Yeah, because 
Uh, this is uh, very ancient history. Yes, it is. Um, so I just think that's really, really cool. So, um, yeah. So, so anyways, yeah, I'm trying to get the lay of the land here uh, when, and con- you know, concerning this ancient uh, kingdom. I like to really see it laid out. And maybe more. that's something we could get into on, um, you know, in the Hobbit's Guide Home. We could kind of explore yeah. this yep. the history here. So Yeah, because it's just, I, I don't know. Watchtowers or, or, you know, seats where they would kind of, uh, well, Amon Hen means hill of sight, hill of the eye. Okay, wow. Um, and that's on the that's on the western. Uh, but are, but are these surrounding the lake? Like, is that what they're seeing? Like, uh, as, as yeah, as I they think. Approach? Well, and so um, the the tinned rock, or the I think it's Toll Brandier. Yeah, is the one in the middle. So remember in the film, yes. the film like does the a great out, job of depicting it. Small island. Yeah, yeah, it goes right up in the middle, and then Amon looking looking south. Amon oh. head is to the right, and um, I got gotcha. is to the left. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's making more so sense. So from a now. distance back back in the lake they can see those three. Well, those and I actually I just looked up a picture too, which really helps um, as well. I just I just typed in. I love this part of the movie. Well, I mean I've told you I, mean, I told you after we watched yeah. uh, the extended edition. The last and I think I've said it on here before, the last thirty minutes of the Fellowship of the Ring is the finest uh, cinema that's ever been created. Yeah. Ever will be. It's got everything and it's perfect. So, you know, there are portions of time where um, or times in my life when I could only watch a portion of the film and I would select that last 30 minutes because it's my favorite. So gotcha. I love this. This And they nailed this in the film. I mean, it's like, it's beautiful. They don't explain all these names. They don't explain all these areas uh, because it's more about the, the drama within the fellowship. Oh, we didn't bring that up. How interesting is that? Guys, have you noticed too that the fellowship is always called the company? Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, is a lot like obviously Thorin's company that you know a large part of it's what you call them yeah sure in, in the hobbit but it's like it, they're rarely called the fellowship yeah <laughs> it's really interesting it I, and interesting. I rem- that's something i remembered reading before like i remembered the fellowship being mentioned time and time again it's not really yeah not not as much as you would as you think as you would think yeah. in, in companies yeah. often a few often, times but often used, more yeah. often they're they're called the company so. yeah you, and as you said uh, you just mentioned the hill of seeing too so real quickly back to uh, the three peaks here um, and then on the, on the left-hand side, on the eastern side, is the Hill of Hearing. Yeah. I just go, I'm looking yeah. up these the translations yep. and, and, and stuff. So uh, this is neat. This is an area I've not really uh, ever looked at or wanted to, you know, experience. Uh, it is interesting, too, that they're, up on, close, I guess. I they're on the western bank and it's the Hill of the Eye. Yeah. Right? So the irony there that, you know, the Eye of Sauron. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, we're going to encounter. Just, yeah. yeah. We'll play on words there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Any other cool connections? Wow. Uh, no, that was that was amazing. I'll tell you what, it was amazing to you just guided us right down the river there, my friend. Uh, <laughs> Not very well. I'm sorry, guys. I, no, I think I, you did an amazing job. Couldn't, I couldn't read tonight, and it's been a long week, so I I'm sure I'm like sputtering. But thank you for. I almost put my feet up and just you know <laughs> playing Sam. Just, just let you just. But thank you for you know. That's why that's, I told you just the luggage here, keeping an eye on hey, you. Hey, and that's the other making sure you don't fall asleep. Our, our fellowship is kind of <laughs> deteriorating. So it, it kind of, you know. What are you trying to say about me? No, not our <laughs> fellowship. The, uh, you know, our, yeah, our, our yeah, company yep. um, is, is sort of starting to fall apart. So maybe it makes sense that I was, well, I was kinda, couldn't, couldn't read anything and couldn't form sentences. It's just us mimicking the, 
the book again. I don't know. Yeah, it is for sure. So no, well done, my friend. Honestly, um, I, I think to me, this has just never been an interest. It's just, I know you said this. It's funny to me actually that I would hear you say early on in some of this book, like as like, what even happened in this chapter? Right. <laughs> you right. know, like, I mean, and I literally sat down at one point before we started this. I was like, Lane, what happens, what happens? in right. this chapter? Just tell it to me. You know, you know, like I think, and so I'm, I'm, you know, it's just, some chapters hit you hard. Other ones, you're like, yeah, eh, okay. And you know, whatever. Right. And, and it's funny too, because I was thinking about that. Uh, well, what did you go, sorry not to interrupt, but like oh, yeah. the, that calm, you, you, you mentioned that tension that remember we, yeah. when we first started this chapter, yeah. you know, and that this is one of those, um, devices that, that, yep. that Tolkien uses. Uh, you look at the overarching structure yeah. uh, of how he lays out the chapters and we're building towards something. Yeah. Some here, of that so. tension, that paranoia. Yeah. yeah. Always leads to, you know, that, that climax. And, um, but I was thinking about that too. It's funny. Like, you know, I was thinking about some of the earlier chapters in the fellowship and how I, I, I really want to, I don't know. I'm almost thinking about going back and just doing a, a brief, um, like overview of the entire book. Yeah. Read it straight. Don't stop. Yeah. yeah. Because there's like, there's stuff that, um, that I don't, I didn't appreciate in the time. I'm thinking about the chapter three is company where I was like, eh, whatever the elves were kind of bizarre. But now I've warmed up to the elves again. Uh-huh. And yeah. I want to, I want to go back and look at it through. That's the, that's the cool thing about these books. You could go back forever oh, and find time. new things and, and yeah. find a, a deeper appreciation. And so it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. Um, so hopefully you guys have some thoughts. You know, uh, uh, we'll, we'll look into the group there and and hear your your thoughts on on this week's chapter. Yeah. Uh, I'd be help us paddle, guys. Yeah, really. It would be nice to kind of um, get some some cool connections from yeah. from you guys. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, we got some bywater post. Uh, we do. Still snowed under us. We, we yeah we well yeah we are and so we're actually going to catch up with a couple. Uh, we've got uh, about three that we want to kind of get to today cool. and. Uh, um, yeah, these these are neat. So I've got these backlogged, and uh, we're gonna move through them. Um, Alexandra, Alexand- excuse me, wow. <laughs> Alexandra Holland. Uh, Gollum, have you by the throat there? <laughs> yeah, did. Uh, this actually this whole time that you were leading us through the chapter, I've been getting strangled over. Here. Like, uh, just carry on. That's um, funny. <clears throat> so, uh, first of all, thank you so much for creating this amazing podcast. Um, it was an unexpected find, and it quickly became one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, I found out about the stories. Um, I'm sorry. I found out about the stories through The Hobbit uh, when I was a couple years younger, um, eight-ish maybe. My parents uh, read bedtime stories. Mm-hmm. I was looking for a good book, and I found The Hobbit on my shelf. I listened to the first few chapters, and I was hooked. Um, I read the rest of the book. Then I started The Lord of the Rings. It was too hard, so I came back about a year later. Uh, I fell in love with the stories again and planned to read The Silmarillion. If wow. you do a read-through of that, I would definitely want to read along with you. Cool. Yeah. Um, since summer vacation started, I have been listening uh, a lot more. However, middle school math homework uh, was made <laughs> uh, much better because of your podcast. Well, wow, that's cool. That's a compliment. That's great. I hated middle school math, too. Oh, uh, yeah. I hate math in general. So. Anyway, we, yeah, mm. yeah, just not very good at it. Um, I'm about to listen to the episode on Strider. Uh, sorry for the long email, and thank you again, Alexandra. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic. Really yeah. happy to hear from you. So, um, hopefully, you know, math is not, uh, you know, made better by Tolkien. Yeah, I think you'd like that. Compliment. That's something, isn't it? That's really cool. I love that <laughs> the idea that um, you know, being introduced to. Uh, 
Middle Earth through those bedtime stories. Yeah, me too. That's actually really neat. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. And we definitely will be doing a read through of the Silmarillion. Uh, and you can join us. That's right. When we do. Looking forward to that. All right. Our next one is from Erin Segura. She said, uh, feel free to edit for time. We're not going to do that. That's not in our, uh, <laughs> it's not our nature. repertoire. <laughs> so let's just jump right in, shall we? And Aaron's very uh, active on the Facebook group. See, yeah. posts all the time. Absolutely. 2001, first semester of college, home for winter break. Some friends invite me to go with them to the midnight premiere of The Fellowship of the Ring. I don't remember seeing any trailers for the film prior to going to the theater, so I really had no idea what I was going to see. I do remember my friends talking about a Frogo Baggin... Frogo? <laughs> I'm done, guys. I'll see you later. About a Frodo Baggins and a ring. Now, the only Baggins I had ever heard of with a ring was Bilbo. How many Bagginses with rings could there be anyway? Great question. Back when I was a kid, I remembered watching a cartoon about a hobbit named Bilbo who found a ring and talked to a dragon named Smog. Yeah. The movie also had this really scary character called Gollum. With that knowledge, I walked into the theater. Did you hear what I just said? Into the theater. Right. Into the theater, thinking I was going to watch a live action version of The Hobbit. I walked out of the theater in <laughs> awe and with so many questions. Oh my gosh. That might be the most interesting That is interesting introduction yeah. I've heard yet. Fortunately, I worked at Blockbuster the following summer with some Tolkien fans, and on slow nights we'd pop in the tapes and have the movie playing on the wow. TVs in store, and I was able to get a lot of my questions answered. Before starting my second fall semester, I pick up the, I picked up the paperback copy of The Fellowship of the Ring, the one with Elijah Wood's picture on it. How dreamy is he? And read through it to prepare for The Two Towers. I read each book after seeing the films, all midnight premiere showings, to have a good visual in my head whilst reading. Whilst reading. I haven't read them since. I bought a hard copy set of the trilogy a couple years back in the hopes of doing a reread. And while searching iTunes, looking for a podcast about Tolkien that wasn't five years old or older, I found an unexpected podcast. I want to thank Ezra and Lane for encouraging me to pick up the books again and allowing this this stranger into their fellowship. I'm having a blast. Fellow upper Aaron Segura. P.S. It's so refreshing to see two people who clearly dislike one another come together over a common interest. And she really saw right through us there. She did. It's yeah. kind of like an elf it's, and a dwarf here. Yeah. Who's who? I mean, I'm obviously the dwarf. Okay, cool. I don't know. PPS. <laughs> PP. <laughs> the podcasts are never too long, nor are they short. They're precisely as long as they need to be. Frodo lives. Wow, I love that. Aaron, that is so cool. What You're a cool way right. to come into the story, to have your mind blown in a theater, and then to have that opportunity to work at Blockbuster with some other ringers or hopefully now they're uppers and be able to talk about the uh, stories, watch the movie on slow nights. That sounds like a dream job. Yeah. I mean, some people, uh, I've always thought, again, it's very interesting to hear, to get these stories and and see those who had seen the film first, um, you know, or, you know, in this case, like the stories with Bilbo and going into it thinking that's what's going to be. Yeah. And just having your mind blown. What? There are other baggages. What is going on? How many here? rings are there? Uh, Bilbo's old, and what's happening here? Yeah, you know that's actually pretty neat. I never, because really cool. um, I actually remember watching the cartoon. You know, that has been up in the group yeah. quite a bit, and mm-hmm. uh, and I do remember watching it. Yeah, uh, my grandma got it for us. So really? yeah, so I feel like I just had a deja vu moment. Like I've said that before. <laughs> 
someone will go back and be like, yeah, it was minute this, and as you've said that actually five times. So it's not just deja vu. You're just losing your mind. It's one twenty right now. <laughs> it is. Holy I know. Cow, guys. I know. We're getting this. We got one more. Uh, we do. Yeah. Um, Shelby uh, Bradley actually sent us in uh, her her story here. So, uh, hey guys, I recently found your podcast. Thanks uh, to the awesome ladies over at Swish and Flick. Um, I am only on episode six, so I'm not sure if you if you are um, still sharing personal Tolkien stories. Yes, we are always. Isn't that fantastic? Um, but I wanted to share mine uh, with y'all just in case. And uh, y'all is used twice, and I love it. Um, I like hearing you say y'all. Y'all. I mean, that's your roots, bro. <clears throat> yeah. It's beautiful. It is. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Uh, I am the youngest of three kids, and uh, growing up with my brother, uh, who is 10 years older than me, uh, and was an avid reader, um, we were all, uh, excuse me, we all were as we were <laughs> much in what's Why wrong can't we read tonight? I think it's because it's almost two in the Why morning. Why can't we read? Um, much influenced by my mom, who uh, would read to us each night before... Um, bed stories from um, books such as Little House on the Prairie or Boxcar Children. And actually, uh, my sister read Boxcar Children all the time. Good I remember books. that. Actually, really good books. I had to sit on the bed and listen. I got to pick a book. She got to pick a book. Yeah. That's pretty cool. good. Yep. Uh, my brother loved all things fantasy and was a huge Tolkien fan, among uh, other high fantasy authors like Robert Jordan uh, and R.A. Salvatore. You know, Robert Real Jordan. Time. I was just talking about that a couple weeks ago. Explained it to me. Yes, you wow. did. Wow. Got to get into that. The Dragon Reborn. Um, <clears throat> uh, see, I was in third grade when the first movie came out. Wow. You were in third grade when the first movie came out? Jeez. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I was nine and my brother was 19. He promised to take me to the midnight showing of the film only if I finished reading Fellowship before it premiered. Wow, well, I like that. Way to go, older brother. That's awesome. Um, he, he gave me his used, beat-up, and deeply treasured copy of Fellowship to read, and I devoured it. Um, it was an uphill journey the whole time during... Uh, the whole time reading it as a third grader. Yeah, it would be. be I hard. bet, yeah. Um, I couldn't even read The, the Hobbit. That would... Yeah, I still can't read it. I don't I'm struggling reading this uh, this Tolkien story. Um, so, uh, however, I not only blazed through the Fellowship, but also finished the entire trilogy before the film came out in Holy December cow. 2001. Wow, nicely done. That's yeah, beautiful. Um, I would never forget the feeling of awe while sitting in the ratty uh, chair at our local movie theater after the closing scene of the movie. Eh, okay, yeah. um, as a nine year old. I felt that Elijah Wood, Ian and Viggo Mortensen, I really can't read, <laughs> um, McKellen, had given life and color to my own uh, dreams and fantasies. Yeah. Uh, my yep. sister, who had not read the books, was irritated because she did not understand that the story is a series and felt shortchanged by the ending of the film. I'm glad I wasn't the only one. Yeah. I was one of many kids who was like, is that the end? Yeah, what, what? There's more? What? It's <laughs> one part. Uh, yeah. So uh, she goes on to say, I will never forget the uh, feeling of pride and satisfaction I felt um, as my cooler, smarter, <laughs> older brother gave me uh, a fist bump when I turned uh, to her very smugly and said, it's a trilogy, sis. Go to the library. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Um, now, as a junior uh, high, as, as now as junior high history and uh, English teacher, um, I have that same used and beat up copy of Fellowship in my classroom on my community shelf. Wow. Um, I've had a That's few kids great. tackle it um, 
in the last few years, and it will never get old asking them questions about their first trip to Middle Earth. Uh, thanks for uh, doing the podcast. It's a pleasure to read along with you guys. Sincerely, Shelby Bradley. Not um, only cool how Shelby came into the world of Tolkien, but how she's passing it on yeah. to students. Absolutely. And how she's working it into, you know, keeping that, not not just, you know, being familiar with the movies and loving the movies, but but getting the her own books that she read from into the hands of of the future. That's really, really cool. Yeah, That's it is. beautiful. You know, one of the best things I think you can do um, is to someone who hasn't listened or, or a youngster perhaps um, who this book's just been on the shelf and, and uh, you know, what? Is something, something wrong with what I said? <laughs> Are you getting slap happy? No, What's going I on? am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> You're fine. I just ruined a moment. I'm sorry. Yeah, you did because I was talking about the youngsters out there. Is that what got you? No, 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 I'm fine. Go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. Cool. Edit that. All right. Take that out. No, I'm not taking anything okay. out. All right. Um, but uh, I think when you when you retell a story, because oftentimes we've been sitting outside and we're talking about the histories. And if it's something yeah. one of us haven't, hasn't read, but you tell it passionately it. and you try to retell it in your own words, I think there's your hook. There's there's how yeah. you kind of can get people. It's like listening to Bilbo, isn't it? It is. In a way. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely it to, is. Telling those stories and you're like, whoa, look at this yeah. adventure that I could go on. And yeah. so um, I've done that with a few of my students and they're just sort of like, what is this awesomeness you're speaking of? Like, what 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 story is this that you're talking about? You're also and, really uh, good at doing it too. I mean, you could you, know, you could yeah. you could tell me a story about how you got the mail the other day, and I'll just sit and I'll be yeah. like, "Wow, he's a really good storyteller." Yeah, really good. So yeah, why wasn't the man wearing pants? <laughs> what I, is wrong with us? Right right now? <laughs> <laughs> is this uh, what Boromir felt like? Yeah, probably. Is this what he felt like? Probably. Yeah, Chewing losing my his nails mind. and losing yeah. my mind. <laughs> so beautiful, um, guys. Keep sending those in. Uh, you said it still snowed under, isn't it? It is actually. Yeah. It, it's fantastic. We awesome. uh, we were to get through three of them uh, this week just because of length and stuff. We got a couple really long ones coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks, and yeah, it, good. Right, it's it's fantastic. I love uh, Bywater Post, and so uh, the uh, yeah, we're snowed under for sure. Good. So I yeah. like it. Snow in the summer. Y'all right over there, Popeye. I have some strawberries with cream here. <laughs> so. We passed, actually, your response that you you typed in here kind of made me, that's what made me giggle. Uh, I don't know if okay. you can read that on, on the podcast, but um, we passed by the Argonoth, an immortalization of two kings of men remembered for all time. As if you had to choose a way to be represented for all the ages to come, how would it be? Wow. I'm thinking physical representation here. There's lots of ways, you know, go to Washington, D.C., and you see all these, you know, living... Uh, I don't know statues and things yeah, like that. You know, yeah. monuments. Right. Okay. Um. Wow. Uh. I want specifics too. Specific. Do you want me to read that? You don't want to read that. No. Dude. That's okay. you typed that, and I don't know why you would type I, that. So. Sorry about that. Okay. No. Okay. Ways in which I would, I would be, be represented? remembered for all time. Yeah. Um. I think uh, just just give me a small little corner, um, of 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 a book. Just uh, put me in somewhere. On a page, oh, okay, you know, uh, so a literary yeah. acknowledgement. That's that's some that's some that's physical. Right? I think you're going to get more than that. Something we can kind of, yeah. No, I just think it'd be nice. You know, uh, jot me in there somewhere. Put my put my name down. Um, Ezra Kirk dash. What was well, here? <laughs> Fill in the blank. Um, okay, maybe not. Let's not leave it that open ended. People are. What if know. they named like the back cover after you? Cool. Well, what if they named a pillar in a in a famous library for you? What if they named a library for you? That'd be crazy the I don't know Urza why. Crick 
library. I don't know why anyone would do that. For readers. I, I would. Cool. Um, yeah, what about you? I would uh, want to have a revolving door erected in the busiest building in the world and a sign above that says Lane Smith below lies his mind. Whoa. Shut your mouth. I think that probably be the best representation of me. Knock it off. Just a a busy revolving door. How do you come up with that at two o'clock in the morning? I just, dude, I just demonstrated exactly how (laughs) this entire episode. I feel so bad that I couldn't read today. My thoughts Are were, you, you know, the funny thing is I came in, I was, I'm like, okay, I have all these points I want to say. I'm so focused. And yeah, it just went out the window. Dude, I th- yeah. it was amazing. It was amazing. No, it's okay. But the river rages on whether we, you know, <laughs> streams of time. I don't wait know. A second, wait a second, wait a second. This, this revolving door, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's, the, below lies the mind of, a representation of the mind yeah. of Lane Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's a revolving door. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys want to hear something? Here's a little tidbit. Okay, so we have time, right? Oh, we, yeah, we're good. Okay, here's we're actually surprisingly good on time because um, I kind of just let the river take me. Come on, I you. just was a bunch of luggage, and I just sat and watched, kept the eyes. The river keeps on running. <laughs> um, no songs this this chapter, which is kind of sad. People yeah. want us to sing more. Anyway, yeah. I was up, so I have a hard time falling asleep. This is almost like an appendices episode. I have a hard time falling asleep. Yeah. Right. Because my mind a lot of times just won't shut off. Um, right. So yeah, I'm thankful for those those readings. That'll help help me. Um, I'm actually trying to figure out what to do. Like if I need to start taking melatonin, or I don't know if I need some herbal. Uh, Melatonin's uh, not. It's good for you. Yeah. You know, it'll, yeah. It'll do I just, I, I've always wanted to do it naturally, and I just can't do it naturally. So last night I was telling us, I was like, dude, I went to bed at like two. You came in today, and I was napping. Weirdest Have thing I've ever, ever seen. In my seen life. And like legit napping. But it was this weird in and out of shadows from the past and memories of time unknown and all this weird stuff. It was uh, not a restful sleep. Anyway, last night I, I didn't get to bed until like 2.30 or 3. So that's also probably why I'm a little flaky right now. Yep. I was on the steps in our kitchen that are like, it's like the back steps upstairs. Yeah. Just sitting there. I, I, I was laying in bed and I couldn't, I was so restless I had to come downstairs. I think I maybe ate something. I don't know. But I'm sitting on the steps and I'm going, just go to sleep, Lane disconnect let it go go to sleep just go to sleep i was telling myself to go to sleep Jeez, how messed up is that well yeah just because my mind I, won't stop doesn't stop never stops so if you got a trick out there <sighs> send it my way please let me know how you i mean i've tried counting sheep <laughs> how about I've black swans black so i try to stay away from them hunting eagles no thank you i'm just saying no thank you do you ever just envision Gollum's eyes, just like? Yeah, that, um, that would put me right to sleep. As. Right, just at the edge of your yeah. bed, just yeah. looking up. Sure, over. yeah, I love looking at demons. That's cool. All right, well, um, thought I'd ask. How about sharing the load? What do we got? Yeah, out there? okay, we got some stuff on on uh, Patreon that's nice and fun. We uh, just finished chapter three, finally, of the Travel Pod, guys. So that's out there. Uh, it's completed. It will be coming to you soon in the land of Mordor. Yep, absolutely. So that was a lot of fun to record. That actually, so if you've listened to the Travel Pod before and you're like, ah, eh, okay. No, you haven't heard. We the have travel a new part. format, guys. It's you know we kind of talked we we talked about it on that episode, so you won't hear it unless you listen to the episode. But yeah, yeah. we the first couple was it was very formatted and regimented. And I was like, you know what? I was like, we need to make this more fun, and we need to make it feel more like how you would tell about a trip. 
Yeah. So we sat in front of the TV and I threw the, the uh, uh, companion album of pictures up on the TV. Yeah. We had one mic and we just sat back and relaxed. And I just sort of went through the pictures and told stories based on the pictures. It was so much more fun. So much fun. And, and, it, and, and hopefully the key it sounds there, like it's fun too. Yeah. The, the key there is, oh, I listened to it. It's yeah. fantastic. Okay, okay. Um, uh, yeah. Pat myself on the back there. Uh, the one mic thing though. Because <laughs> that's where it just, you just make this come hither motion I mean, and, and I'd have to, I'd, sometimes I'd give him the mic right away and sometimes I'd wait. It probably sounded like we had one mic between us this episode too, because this was just uh, yes. a bunch of luggage leaning back, like uh, put my feet up. Luggage keeping, with eyes, uh, luggage, yeah, um, thighs. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Is that okay? Yeah. That's okay, right? Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, it was actually very interesting because I would have to like motion for the mic, like <laughs> right, come here, pass it over here, come here. Uh, but we had, we had fun doing fun. that, so we're gonna we're gonna keep that format uh, moving forward. And, uh, you know, we've got a Hobbit's Guide Home on there. Yeah. Uh, our next Another one coming up. Yeah, coming up at the end Children of this of month, uh, right at the very beginning of uh, September, possibly just at the end of August. Hopefully we can get up on the 31st. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so, so that's, that's some cool stuff going on there. So yeah. anything else that's going on? Uh, just, no. I mean, drinking game is going to be up soon, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, I did want to mention on, um, yeah, that's going to be up uh, as well. And um, the option for a... Uh, I think you put it in here at the end. Discord, yeah. Discord, sort of that live, um, you know, listening to the episode and possibly a Gabin with Goldberry. Yeah. Now, I mentioned that before we've actually talked to Goldberry about it, but... Uh, She'll be good with it. We just gabbed with her for a good six hours before we started she this. Just is so, she brings a whole di- another dimension to conversation. She's so much fun to talk to, and I want people to start hearing her voice because she has so much... <laughs> So many cool things to say. Yeah. But, she's fun to talk to. Let me yeah. tell you how fun she I mean, I was like uh, five times Lane got like offended today because I was like. I mean, we'd be in the room and I'd be like, hey, dude, I'd start a conversation with me. He'd just be like, hey, yeah. Uh, and turn towards Sarah and just start talking. I was like, <laughs> no, am she, I here even? So she's standing next to you, right? And then like we're all talking, right? And then as she moves away, I just follow her yeah, and like yeah. walk out of the room I and like, like keep like, talking. All right, cool. Uh, so no, um, we thought it'd be kind of cool to do like a, a Gabin with Goldberry. It was like and, a pre-show uh, kind of thing. Almost. Yeah, like a pre-show. And then, um, you know, and then we can, you know, because we never really, like for example, I think tonight we wanted to start at like 8 o'clock. We didn't start till eleven, didn't almost happen. midnight. Yeah. You know, so it happens. But yeah. uh, it's it's Friday night, so sometimes it's a fun time if you're out there, uh, if you're like us and you're just uh, digging into your book and Staying you're at home. Yeah. You know, um, having a good time. Yeah. Or even you on know. your phone, right? You can listen on your phone. So if you're out at the bar, absolutely. Or whatever, if you're out at the bar, you're, the you're on the dance floor and you want to put this in your ear and you know gab away, absolutely. go for it. So we'll get absolutely. that started here. I think in September, I got to got to look into the uh, technical side of it. But yeah, just something fun. I thought I'd I'd throw out. So. Yeah. On Patreon. So that is, um, go to uh, www, four W's or five, whatever you want, uh, dot Patreon, uh, dot com forward slash of talking talking. Wow. Have we ever podcasted this late into the night know. on the main show? I don't know. No, I, I will go ahead and say we have not. I don't think so. Never. We also got that request for us to do uh, the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. Uh, sure, we yeah. are going to do that. We were th- we were thinking about doing it tonight, but honestly, I don't know if we'll we'll make it happen. But we'll do that in the future, karaoke style, so you guys will get to enjoy that. So don't worry about that. You sure we're not going to do it? We might do it. We'll see. Uh, time for some weekly well wishes. Formerly Fortnite farewells. Can't believe it's that time already, guys. Uh, we want to thank you for stepping off the road or into the river with us, or into the boat. <laughs> Our next episode will be digging deep into Chapter Ten of Book Two. And sadly, our last, our last part of this favorite book of mine, The Breaking of the Fellowship. Wait, did you say your favorite part of this book? 
I meant my favorite book of the trilogy. <laughs> Dude, you know what? What are you saying? Kick me out. Well, here's my... Find someone else to do this with. Someone <laughs> better. Someone better. Never. <laughs> There's no way. There is no... No. Breaking of the Fellowship, man. No. Our lives Stop have it. to mirror the books. Stop it. Like Galadriel's. No. Do you think, though, during the Breaking of the Fellowship that we'll just like want to... The episode will just never end. It's four hours. Can't it? Nope. We just gotta like. What if we just? What if we had a huge falling out during it? Like, no, bleep bleep, <laughs> you suck. Get out! You know, just, give just, me the ring. Where well, is it? All of a sudden, hear the mics just like, just like stuff's going on. We should you know? almost. Should we? Well, now they know. I was gonna say we could contrive that. Contrive it? We don't contrive anything. Yeah, I know this. we're all organic. It's very organic. Jeez. So, all right, guys. All uh, natural. Yeah. So, thanks again. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review. Uh, leave us a comment or send us a shadow fax. We'll see you in a Hobbit fortnight. And remember, Frodo lives. We do we want someone? to do this for real? <laughs> you want to try it? Might as well. Let's just freaking... <laughs> I don't even know what all the lyrics are here. I just look... I don't okay, them all let's just get it out. That's what she said. Um, just lead me through the song. Right. Of... Yeah, you know what time it is. It's time to get down with the shortest creature around in the middle of the earth in the land of shire lives a brave little hobbit whom we all admire with his long wooden pipe fuzzy woolly toes lives in a hobbit hole and everybody knows him bilbo bilbo baggins he's only three feet tall bilbo bilbo baggins the bravest little hobbit of them all yeah come on uh word up Hobbits are peace-loving folks, you know They're never in a hurry and they take things slow They don't like to travel away from home They just like to eat and be left alone But one day Bilbo's asked to go On a big adventure to the caves below To help some dwarves get back their gold That was stolen by a dragon in the days of old It's Bilbo! 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 only three feet tall He's Bilbo 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 Baggins The bravest little hobbit of them all Well he fought with the goblins And he battled a troll Battled a troll He riddled with Gollum Something he stole Karaoke By wolves Lost in the forest Escaped in a barrel from the elf king's halls Bilbo 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 yeah. That key change was rough. Uh-huh. Yeah. Take it easy on us with those Spock ears. Come on. Come on. One more time we go to the little Bilbo and his little tiny hole. Now he's back in his hole in the Lanshire. Brave little hobbit who we all admire. Just a sitting on a treasure of silver and gold. Puffing on his pipe in his hobbit hole. Bilbo, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, he's only three feet tall. He's Bilbo, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, bravest little hobbit of them all. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, Cannot believe we just did that. Should, should we try it again? It's way hard. Here. It's, it's, it's. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <clears throat> okay. This is a song for all you halflings out there. You don't know the half of it. <laughs>
Get some hair on those feet, boys. Come on. Middle of the earth in the land of the Shire lives a brave little hobbit whom we all admire. Long wooden pipe, fuzzy woolly toes. Lives in a hobbit and everybody knows him. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, he's only three Three feet tall. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, bravest little hobbit I've got all. Hobbits are They're never in a hurry and they take things slow. Don't like to travel away from home. What is going on with the key? I love to go on a big adventure to the caves below to help some dwarves get back their gold. That was stolen by an old man named Snow. Bilbo. He's the only hobbit that I know is three feet tall. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, bravest little hobbit of them all. He fought with the goblins. Yeah. He battled them trolls. He riddled with the yeah, golem. And a magic ring is what he stole. He was chased by the wolves, lost in the forest, escaped in a barrel from the elf king's halls. I don't even know what we're... Bravest little hobbit. <laughs> I feel like I'm shouting. I feel like I'm shouting. This music's so loud. What's happening right now? <laughs> Yo, okay. Now he's back in his hole in the land of the Shire. That brave little hobbit. <laughs> A puffin' on his pipe in his hobbit. Oh, hello. Baggins, <laughs> he's only three feet tall. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, that's the one. This is the way. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 